away from a bizarre reality of the last two games. Yeah. It's a minority podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast, the podcast that vows to never again do a text episode, ever. <laughs> Editing's mm. fun. Oh. No, it isn't. All yeah. those colors. Into my hell. <laughs> On this week's episode, we look back at a very difficult week for TFC, look ahead to next weekend's match against the Energy Drinks, talk Supporter Shield, and much more, including a very special guest. Now to this week's panel. He's back in pog form. Actually, you're looking more 3D than pog-like today. Yeah. It's Mark Hinckley. Thank you, thank you. Also, I'm not. Me you didn't really go anywhere. Me and me and uh, me and Millhouse, we were never that tight. So uh, okay. He never collected me. All right. Yeah. Uh, still on vacation, or so he says, is the absent Duncan Fletcher. <laughs> I know. Lies. Right. Tony, I think, is still filling out that latest survey from also, TFC. Also lies. I know. Who the knows when he's... true. But yeah, that. the survey takes forever. It's always... It's all the same question. Uh, our special guest panelist from MLS.soccer underscore backslash Toronto tilde. Uh, it's VMP Super Sub, James Grossi. Hello. Hello. Thanks, for, the, thanks for having me back. You're also correct, right? The, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I might, yeah. Have, might have missed a couple of asterisks in there and money signs. And oh, I did. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. No, no. It's, it changes. It's true. Every time he's Dynamic here, it's different. Um, as for me, I am not panicking yet. Good. Everything is just fine. It's fine. It's okay. I am your host, Kristen Knowles. Now this week's show. Well, today we're doing things just a little differently. Instead of starting with our usual post-match reviews, because honestly, that would just depress you right off the bat. So let's do something fun. <laughs> we're going to start with a recent feature here on the Vocal Minority Podcast. That is, of course, TFC Where Are They Now? <laughs> and instead of our usual going to Wikipedia or Google and listening to me read out facts, well, we went a little above and beyond. And we brought this week's player to the studio. What? I know. Did you not notice the guy sitting across the table? Oh, that's a person? That's a person. Shut up. I'm serious. Oh, he's good. All right. We are very excited to have, as our very special guest panelist, sorry, James, uh, Burn. former Toronto FC and Canadian men's national team keeper, David Monsalve, right here in the BMP studio. Welcome, David. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for trekking all the way down here and leaving the beach. Yeah. I sort of feel guilty now. <laughs> I tore him away from you, the beach. You monster. I know, I know. He didn't tell me he was going to the beach. It's not my fault. First of all, I'd like to clarify the truths of why the other two aren't here. Uh, Duncan called you a poor man, Sergeant Jakanovich, and I said, get the fuck out. David's a legend. And Tony is a lifetime Tepsi supporter, so he could not be here in good conscience since you played for Inter Turku. So just wanted to clear that up. Whatever she said is bullshit, but... It's all good. I never knew he was. Uh, he followed finished football. Oh, he's won't shut up about it. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> oh well. Weirdos. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you again for coming on. Welcome to the studio. Um, apologize that the air conditioning's not working a little better. Although I know you don't mind. So I apologize <laughs> to the other ones. 
You and your son. I know. <laughs> you and your love of this heat. Um, so we've got a ton of things we want to talk to you about. Of course, being one of the uh, almost original TFC players. You know, you came in in the summer, uh, but you were there that first year with the club. So the first question straight off the bat is, what was it like to be part of a club that was just beginning? Well, to clarify, um, I did sign in the middle of the summer or in the summer, um, but I was there the very first training session. Where are you? Oh, I didn't know that. Very first session we had in, we had at the OSA actually, at the Ontario Soccer Association uh, field there. Then we went to uh, a place called Astroplex off of Jane and Rutherford. We were there for a bit too. So anyways, long story short, I was there for a while. Um, and what was your question? What How did it, it feel? <laughs> oh, it was amazing, well, yeah, man. What was it like to be it was like awesome. It was beautiful. It's something I never forget. Something uh, taught me everything I know today about football. Um, it was huge. I mean, Danny Dicchio, Jim Brennan, Carl Robinson, uh, Greg Sutton. I mean, I can name a bunch of them. And, and all guys that I, if I see, I, I keep in touch. Well, not keep in touch, but like I said, when I see, we say hello, we have a conversation. It's always uh, obviously my respect towards them and, and I think and hopefully mutual respect um, but great seeing them every time I see them it's, it brings back great memories and I'll never forget the, those, that first goal I'll never forget the first win the first loss there's so much about that first year that you just, you know, you just can't forget about it. and I think um, it's something that I, I fondly look back up upon and I think my family does as well because they were there the first game I played and Man, they were there all every step of the way. I remember the first game you played. We were at that game. Yeah, it's, uh, it was beautiful, man. I mean, I remember warming up. It's a good story. Goalkeeper coach at the time uh, was Carmen Asako, and I had Eddie Kehoe as well. Yeah. So uh, I was warming up, and I, and I kick a ball, and I'm, and I'm doing distribution. I'm, I don't even know who I was kicking it to. And I, and I ended up hitting one of the Aston Villa players. And the goalkeeper coach, <laughs> Eddie, says to me, he goes, uh, <laughs> he goes, you know that guy's just that guy just signed for like three point something million pounds, something. <laughs> and I think it was one of the lower end <laughs> signings of that year. And I'm like, yep, uh, I'm taking the bus to trainings and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, man, great memories, great times, and and something I I would love to uh, relive one day. Uh, do you have any good stories from those days that you can sort of share with us? That was a great one that you had right there, but I'm sure there were tons of tons of interesting moments and tons of things that uh, stick with you from those days. That you're allowed to tell us. I remember Mo Johnson giving me trouble because uh, I was drinking a beer during a game. Like, not our games. We, we went to go watch, uh, <laughs> I think it was a national team game. I think uh, Canada against Costa Rica or something. Or I don't even know what, it, what game. I don't remember the game. I just remember, actually, Danny Dicchio, great guy. Uh, offered us a beer, and you know what? I'll be honest with you. I didn't. I don't really. Dr- I didn't really drink, th- especially then. I was 18, 19. Mm. Um, but I accepted beer because frick, he's, accept- he's he's offering you a beer. He's, exactly. he's gonna, you're yeah. gonna drink a beer with him. I was you like, don't cool. Say, you don't, don't say no to yeah, Danny. Exactly. Why would you say no? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, said yeah, and I drank it, and and I, I think Mo saw us, and I don't know where he saw us, and the next day we get called in, and goes, what are you doing drinking and this and that. And, Man, that's, that's the last time I think I drank around uh, downtown at all, I think. Just because <laughs> I didn't want to get seen by anyone. Stay in the suburbs <laughs> yeah, where so. it's safe. Well, you know, the, the Scottish are renowned for their hatred of alcohol. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Right? Yeah, that's, a, that's the funny yeah. part, right? <laughs> <laughs> but whatever, man. I think it's just Mo's character, I think. And, and I was too young to understand any of it. But uh, I think if I, if I saw him now or if I dealt with situations like that now, it would be a totally different uh, conversation. But it was cool, man. Stuff like that. Just 
Yeah. You'll never forget, right? Oh, I'm sure there's tons of stories from those days. Oh, I can go on and on. Yeah. I can go on and on. Cool. Um, so you still hold the record for being the youngest goalkeeper to play in MLS. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Playing an MLS game. Now, like back then in that first game, did you feel any added pressure knowing that you were like, you were you were setting a record that you were like this person. I didn't know. Oh, okay. I didn't know until uh, I think I watched the highlights on TSN or, or Sportsnet or something, and um, yeah, I said youngest goalkeeper play a game, or, or I don't know if someone told me after that. I don't know, but I didn't know until like the next day or something, and it was awesome, man. I don't think it would have given me any. I think no? if anything, it would have it would have helped because it's like, well, I'm the youngest to do it. I can't. Who can do like you Who know? Who can do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, nobody else has done it. Right. And then if I go, if it goes bad, then blame it on me being young. Yeah. If it goes good, then <laughs> even better. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, it didn't go great in terms of losing and stuff. But I think I had a solid game, a couple, two solid games to play that first year. So I think I was happy with with accomplishing uh, playing a full ninety minutes with with professionals because I yeah. really I went from being a an amateur really to professional and, and debuting in my first year which was as a goalkeeper is not always uh, the case and it was great since you've been so since you like you come back during your off season do you get a chance to go to many games what do you think what and, and also too have you noticed aside from the cosmetic have you noticed any changes like even just talking to other players how different things are now than when they when you were there well as soon as I uh, as soon as I left the club um, I got season tickets right away just because, nice. man, nice. it's my club, right? Um, at least that's how I feel. It feels like it's, it's I'm a part of it. It's mine. It's what I. It's like it's like seeing a baby grow, right? You, you're proud of it, even if you see it from a distance. You're like a, a, a long lost uh, uncle or godfather. You see this thing grow into a healthy young man, mm-hmm. you know, winning stuff and doing great. And you're like, shoot, man, that's that's that guy. But uh, so we got season tickets as a family. Uh, I got three tickets. I wasn't always around, so my parents would go the first couple of years. And then after, they decided to take them on. And But my name's still, it's still under my name, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So I, my, my dad took a picture, actually, on Wednesday. He sent me a picture, and it was, uh, you know, I don't know if they, it was, I don't know where it was, but he showed me, like, a board of all the names of season ticket holders. And, oh, and yeah. So he took a picture of my name there. I'm like, what is that? And then he explained it to me. But um, so, yeah, I went to, I've gone to games every chance I've gotten uh, coming back not so much now just because I'm, I'm busy trying to you know do other stuff mm-hmm. um, yeah so no I've gone to games I've, I was at the semifinals uh, last year which was amazing yeah, uh, it's the first time I'll be honest with you I've never I've never worn uh, TFC gear outside of the f- when I had to like playing just because I don't know you, you I don't know it's kind of corny yeah no, I, I it's, like wearing your, it's like wearing your own jersey it's yeah, like, yeah what see do you that do? I can totally see that. Yeah. So I would definitely wear my own jersey if I yeah. had Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, oh, look at that. Someone's wearing Monsalve. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone, yeah, someone's wearing Monsalve jersey. Wait, is that Monsalve? What's he doing? So, uh, so I tried not to um, – I tried not to wear it. But that day, for whatever reason, I had. I felt like I had to. It was uh, – I seen – just looking around, you've seen the goals and seeing everybody celebrate with each other. They didn't even know – you know, not knowing the person beside you and giving them a hug because they just yeah. scored and you're going on to the semifinals. So yeah, I've always gone to games. I've always been proud of, of the club and, and, and it being in our city more than anything. Um, and even more so now that they're doing uh, as good as they're doing. Um, it's nice to see the guys The guys play well because they are playing well. Mm-hmm. And then the city get behind every single player. Um, you know, and, and personal friends of mine that are on the team that, and see them doing well. Like I mentioned off air, uh, Toss Ricketts scoring four goals in two games. It's 
it's great, man. And especially yeah. his first time he's starting in a couple in a, in a while, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm happy for him. I'm happy to see the city excited and, and, and yeah, man. I hopefully they continue this forever. Absolutely, absolutely. Was that the question? I don't know. I think yeah, I no, that, that, yeah, that yeah, totally worked. Enough for me. Yeah. yeah, cool, man. All right, I get it. Sorry, I tend to babble on. So no, I, no, I think oh, I asked great, four man. questions in that question, so you know. I'm pretty sure you answered. I hope so. I hope so. It was good. Um, so outside of TFC or outside of North America, you know, you've played abroad a lot for most of your career and you've played for yeah. many clubs in different parts of the world and you've won trophies and you've won accolades. Uh, you played a few years in, in Finland with, uh, Inter Turku, yep. played for them twice. In fact, yep. um, you had that really random situation with the Jackson Armada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that was messed up. It's yeah, here, just sit out a year so so we can get you a green card. Yeah, no, it's uh, I, it didn't really. It was more of a so the the goalkeeper coach at the time, no, assistant coach at the time, um, Dario Sala. He played for uh, Dallas, if yeah, you yeah. remember. I remember him. Yeah. He was a phenom. Half oh, the yeah. reason why I hated that team for yeah, so long. Yeah, for sure. But he was a great man. He was, he was excellent. He was excellent. Obviously, if you're on the other team, you hate him. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's but, why. Um, really, he was so he good. Was and he had really annoying. Smirk. Whatever you like, he turned around. He was great, man. Yeah, he had a great personality. He was an awesome player, uh, great guy off the field as well. And uh, so I met him when I went. I was on. I was in that player pool, the goalkeeper pool uh, thing, right? Yeah, that MLS had or has. I don't even know if they still have it. I think so. I think they have a list now. It's not quite as official as it was yeah? back then, but okay. there's something. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I was a part of that, and and so I got loaned out to Dallas uh, for a month and a bit, a few like five or six weeks. Yeah. Um, which is cool. It was nice. It was a good experience. Met some some cool people. But uh, Dario was one of them, and, and he was um, took a liking to me. I think real quick. Just him, well, him being South American and myself being South American, I think that's what kind of linked us at, at first or got us uh, to talk. And mm-hmm. then um, he played in Colombia. Anyways, we knew some people in common as well, and that kind of helps as well. And then uh, so when I knew he was going to be on the the staff for Jacksonville, we've always kept in contact. And so I messaged him and I said. Hey, I, I know you guys got a team going on. What's, what's the situation? So, hey, come out. November, so and so, whatever. Cool. Go out. Went well. Playing well. Enjoying it. The weather was beautiful. As you know, I like the heat. So, Jacksonville. exactly. Um, so he said, "Cool, let's get let's get this done." And then people who aren't American or who aren't Canadian tend to forget the rule of the domestic situation, where Canadians aren't uh, aren't domestic players in the states, but vice versa they, you know it's that's stupid rule right mm-hmm. now that's now not a rule for in, those, NASL yeah for NASL yeah but that, back and then NASL. it was exactly yeah. Um, so yeah let's get him signed let's work something out blah 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 oh wait David do you have your green card no what the hell why would I have my green card for I'm Canadian you know and he goes yeah well shoot we have a goalkeeper coming in he's gonna he's gonna take up he's gonna fight for the first spot and we have a bunch of Argentinians and some guy from Spain and so on and so on I don't think we have room for another foreigner. He goes, well, let's let's talk to the lawyer and see what can happen. Mm. So they have this guy in MLS where, I think they have a rule in the States where if you play for a major sport, baseball, all this stuff, or whatever, MLB, NFL, you get a, a green card within six months of being there. Okay. So I think that's what they're attempting to do with me. Or they, they it came up in conversation. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. So we're talking to the lawyer and stuff, see if it was possible, but uh, obviously it's set out a whole half a year without any pay or anything like that it's like okay what am i supposed to do and i was just about to have a baby too so i was like no that's not happening and so that's what happened it was just one of those things where 
being Canadian sucks in, in the football world. Yeah. Uh, less so now, but mm-hmm. still still not as great as it should be. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think, I don't know if you guys mentioned this before, but that league is so important coming up, the CPL. Oh, we're going to talk about it, don't you So, worry. I mean, when we get to it, we'll get to it, but I think it's, it's huge, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm excited and looking forward to that. Awesome. Um, you were, well, you talked about being Colombian. Uh, you were the first Canadian to play in Colombia. Yes, I am. Which is amazing. Um, only one too now. Yeah. Still. I know. And you had a great success in Guatemala. And I was the first Canadian to play in Guatemala, which now there's a second, which is cool. (laughs) See? Trailblazer. Someone's got to open the door Exactly. Someone's got to open the door. It's got to happen. Send your dues to David Monsalve at... Which is funny because he did contact me. uh, Oh, really? Like, David, what do I do? No, he's like, hey, man, listen. And it's actually my old team too, which is cool. Yeah, okay. So he's like, hey, listen, I'm going to... Your old team's offering me something. What's, What's it like? Whatever, and then you know you talk about it, and, and he's, he, he wanted to go, and he's there, and he's doing quite well, to be honest. So Fantastic. it's good for him. So yeah, like you've packed a lot into a ten-year career, yeah. Um, and you know you've been in, you know, you've played for a number of teams, and you've been played everywhere. So how difficult do, you, how difficult is it adjusting each time you've changed clubs and countries? I think it depends. It's it's I think it's a case-to-case basis, right? It's a uh, Finland that first was very difficult to adjust to. Um, because the language is absolutely crazy crazy to yep. learn, to try to even learn. Uh, I know I've been there a total of four and a half years, and I think I know two sentences. And, and I can't even understand a conversation. To, uh, maybe one word or two, you know, yeah. I can guess what's going on. But, mm. yeah, I know it's a, it's a tough language, so it was, it was tough to adjust. And then being the first time I really went away for such a long period of time was uh, something else that played a factor in it, in it, uh, it not being easy having a girlfriend here and you being there and things that you just don't really know how to deal with uh, at that age because you haven't had to. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was tough. Um, then I went to Edmonton, which is cool, and I enjoyed it. Half my friends were already on the team, so right. I, that was great. And then having gone to uh, Colombia, well, I'm Colombian, so I, and I had got to, I had the opportunity to train there uh, when I was younger. So I kind of got with the feel for what the football was like and the people were like and the guys. Because one thing is knowing the language and, and being from that country. But at the end of the day, if you don't understand the, the banter and, and the way they speak, the jokes and all that stuff, it's it's difficult. Yeah. But um, it was a quick adjustment. It was great. It was cool. I enjoyed it. And then Guatemala was similar to Colombia in the, in the sense that you're going to uh, a, a country that's not as, as, for, as fortunate as, as we are here in Canada. Mm-hmm. But, but it, you know, you get you adjust to it and you kind of... You know, you kind of deal with it knowing that it's temporary. It becomes a little bit more difficult when you have a family. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of the, the issue was when we were there. Um, but, man, I, I can't I can't say anything but, but great things about my experiences because they shaped uh, everything I am now. With with your experience in, in uh, at, uh, was it Suchipiquas? Suchitepeques. Yeah, oh, it's tough. I missed, I missed it, it. it was tough for me, too, so yeah. don't worry about it. Um, it. As far as, and this is, I'm only asking this out of just sheer ignorance for... Mm-hmm like the uh, professionalism or lack thereof um what is like, what's what's that experience like in comparison to because i mean i i imagine that the you know in colombia it's a much it's a it's a much more professional setup just based on crowds i don't know what the <coughs> crowds are like yeah uh, uh, where, where you were but like even even like finland and sweden it's it there's a little more structure to it as far as what i understand so what what's that experience like versus say what you had in colombia and even say Versus Edmonton. Yeah, well, structure, I think, is a great word um, because it, it goes with, if you look at the country itself and the infrastructure the country has, mm. the more organized you, you tend to be, 
in terms of the clubs uh, in those countries. So, for example, a Finnish club is going to be organized because they have uh, the municipality putting money towards stadiums or track and fields and, and stuff like that where it's already there and they kind of just use that field and mm-hmm. it's great, for, you know, modern, everything's awesome. That was Finland. Um, Edmonton, Edmonton at the first, at the beginning stages was disorganized because it was the first year not not on purpose. They're organized, but yeah. there's certain things you just don't know, and then you you tend to have to kind of go on the fly. The first, even TFC this first year was, I wouldn't say rough, but because it wasn't rough, but it was things that oh yeah you you don't think about yeah the or, growing pains yeah growing pains exactly, yeah. uh, especially if you have guys who uh, who aren't necessarily fo- like football guys who haven't played the game or haven't been in a professional environment as a, as a player. So when excuse me, when you have people like. Like that in the clubs, uh, running clubs, they, they don't usually think about stuff that players would want or, mm-hmm. or need. Anyways, um, as you go to Colombia, the, the lack of... Mind you, Colombia is an evolving country. It's developing. It's very nice. It's beautiful. It's safe for the most part. I mean, just like here, you have your dangerous parts, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, infrastructure isn't as great as it would be in Canada. But when it comes to football... It's obviously ten times better, right? Yeah. It, it, it has a history of football, so mm-hmm. stadiums are all over the place. Like you, everywhere you go and you look, there's going to be people keep playing soccer on the like on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I played for a big club, uh, America de Cali, mm-hmm. is the yeah. biggest, if 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 not the biggest, close to it. Yeah. Um, not not in recent years because of their their recent history, but in, in if we're talking in the last fifty years, it's the biggest club in Colombia, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll tell you a funny story about that after. Um, but then you go to Guatemala where the infrastructure isn't great uh, in, in terms of just the country in general, especially when you go to a small town because we're from a small town. Sorry, we played in, I played in a small town uh, about two hours from the capital. And uh, it was like an hour of great highway and then about another hour of bumpy one-lane <laughs> heat, like mm-hmm. pitch-dark roads where it's crazy. Um, so then when you go to a small town, all they have is this one stadium and and this and the whole city gets behind it and and the crowds were amazing we like i mean and we were winning so and we we're at the top of the table most of the most of the season mm-hmm. i would say about 80% of the season we're on top of the table so everyone's coming out of the games and, and they start seeing and start believing that we can do something great and then the finals come and the stadium's packed people on roofs across the street trying to watch the game and it was insane it was beautiful man parades and stuff stuff that Although you live in a in a country or in a town that isn't uh, the most comfortable in terms of, you know, just general, I want to go to the doctors. Well, listen, there's not a good doctor here until Wednesday or, or one that's familiar with mm-hmm. with dealing with North Americans because, you know, whatever. Um, but you everything that that lacks or the lack of, of infrastructure, or the lack of security that you feel being, like I say, from Canada, mm-hmm. may, it gets made up for by the crowds and the passion and walking the street and people coming up to you and say hey good game and listen uh whenever you need anything let me know and wow. we used to have we had a guy that used to come to our house almost every day just dropping us uh fruit fresh fruit from from i don't know where crazy every day we'll come to the market from the market with fresh fruit she's here great like what do you, how do you say no it's amazing yeah thank you you know and, and people like that were amazing guatemalan people were very warm very welcoming and very very accepting very nice yeah 
Can you uh, share with us some of the highlights from, from your travels, some of those things that you'll never forget? You've, you mentioned quite a few there. But. Yeah, I mean, winning a championship is always nice. So Guatemala was great, my latest one. Um, well, on the field, I mean, I could talk about thousands. But off the field, I would say uh, just meeting different people from different parts of the world, guys on your team that, that through especially now with social media, you keep in touch with, right? So, I mean, I think I have friends in every corner of the world. And guys, I think I can call up and say, hey, I'm going to be in your town next week. What's up? Oh, come by. Just stay with me. Whatever the case is, right? So those things are things you never forget. Um, and then, you know, seeing, try to you try to get as much sightseeing as you can while you're there. As long as it doesn't interrupt playing time sure. or, or, or training. Mm-hmm. You try to enjoy what's around. Uh, Guatemala was very beautiful. Uh, a city called Antigua. It's one of the oldest cities known to civilization, I think, and as, as far as I know, I think. And uh, it was beautiful. Everything, things like that you'll never forget. And then getting to share those experiences with your family. Recently, you know, having a two-year-old and, 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 and a wife, it's uh, for them to see what you've gone through your whole life or your, your whole playing career. And then they finally understand what it's like to be away from home. They understand w- what to appreciate when you are home, what to appreciate when you're away from home. It's it's, it's gorgeous. It's nice to it's nice to know that they're um, one supportive and two get to see everything. My mother-in-law has seen the has been to Colombia, Guatemala, and Sweden, all because of of me. She's never been to Europe. She's right. never been to Central America. So things like that. It's like wow. My son's lived in four different countries and he's two and a half years old. So I mean. I've been to four different countries. You know what I mean? So, like, when my son grows up and I say, hey, you lived here, you lived there, here's a picture of where... It's only going to spark some sort of curiosity. So, I mean, Absolutely. it's awesome. I think it's something uh, to be proud of. On the flip side of having, like, all those amazing experiences and being able to, like, expose yourself and expose your family to it, um, as well as career success, because arguably, you know, not even arguably, your greatest career successes have come outside of Canada. Yeah. Did you miss playing in Canada? 100%. Yeah. I mean... Well, there's, there's two sides of it, right? There's the, the side of chasing the dream of being a European footballer. Of course. Um, guys like Atiba, Julian, uh, Jamie when he, was in, when he was playing at Ipswich and stuff, and Simeon Jackson. These guys, guys who have done it in, in, in high levels in, in, uh, in Europe. Friends of mine, you know, guys I, I talk to quite regularly. Um, seeing that and, and listening to their stories and their experiences, you're like, well, I want that. Um, but then sometimes when you're there, it's like you see the success of Toronto FC, for example, and you go, "Well, I want that. I want to be home playing as well. I want to. I want people to appreciate me where I live. Mm-hmm. People to know who I am and, and and appreciate everything that I've done, everything I've sacrificed to be get to where I, uh, I've gone. Because I think at the end of the day, before the money and before any of that, appreciation for for doing a good job, especially something you love and something you work so hard at." Uh, that appreciation, feeling that appreciation, I think is the best is the best feeling. Um, so yeah, no, of course, I've always wanted to come back. I was close to coming back in 2011 yeah. uh, with Aaron Vinter. Saw that. Um, it was something I was keen on getting done, and and luckily, and fortunately, I was I was offered a contract. But certain decisions you make when you're younger, and 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 circumstances at the time weren't great um, for me to accept the contract uh, of that of that uh, with that situation on it. So. Uh, Always want to be back, but then you have the other side of always wanting to, to be the guy that people look to, to as an example in European football. Right. So it's, you know, two sides. I've got arguably two stupid questions that I'm channeling Tony for. Oh, she gods. doesn't know about them. 
They're not that stupid, but they're stupid. I hate it when they go First off, on me. first off, did you ever play against Santa Claus FC? <laughs> no, actually. But, but See? What, what's funny? Right, you know he would ask that. That's true. It's a good what's funny was that, uh, yeah, we we almost did in in the Finnish Cup like early rounds, mm-hmm. very early. I don't even yeah, know why we were yeah, playing those they're, games. They're low, aren't they? They're like yeah, they're like division. something like that. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, no, we didn't. Second stupid question. So uh, your your recent stint with Husqvarna, mm-hmm. does that come with chainsaws and leaf blowers, or is that just something I want to happen? You know, it's funny. It could have. I think. Shut up. I think it could have. <laughs> I'll you tell you, Tony. I'll tell you why. Because uh, go on. The a board member uh, is very high up in 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 the Husqvarna actual company, the, the chainsaws on that stuff. Yeah. And I think we, had, we I had actually asked them about uh, possibly getting a discount off, off. You know those? Have you seen those uh, lawnmowers that are like robots that are automatic? No. Exactly. Really? You rarely see them here, but they're there everywhere. Everyone has a lawn. They have a a little robot going around cutting the lawn. They, do they call them lambas by chance? Because a Roomba. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's cool, right? So <laughs> we, we thought of getting my father-in-law one, but uh, they're just way too expensive. That's hilarious. Oh my god! You're welcome, Tony. It. Thanks, man. All right. No that was magical. <laughs> so you, this is a, you talked about um, players like Atiba and Julian and uh, Simeon Jackson and, and players that have, have played for the national team. And, and you and your youth played for uh, the younger Canadian teams, mm-hmm. um, U20s, U23s, probably for the most part. And then your senior team career didn't really happen, mm-hmm. which was unfortunate because mm-hmm. we were all sort of waiting, or at least I was, because I remember, again, remember watching you play, like, when is Monsalve going to get a yeah. call up, like, what's happening, and then there was that, you know, that period in 2015 where you had to turn down two call-ups, and, yeah. like, regret, or because <sighs> you were supporting your team at the time, is kind there, of. like... Yes and no, um, yes, because I think that's the reason why I never got looked at again. I feel at least, um, and then and I will never know until I get to speak to Benito one day right. if I ever do, um, and 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 then yeah. no, because uh, at the time it was the right thing to do. I felt I think uh, my team was in Colombia was first of all you gotta understand the magnitude of the situation. America Cali is the biggest club, right? And I'm telling I'm talking about days before I even know I was flying out. I was getting tweets telling. People talking, telling me, not asking me, telling me, hey, you better play well because when you're here, you, you have to understand the magnitude of what club you're coming to. So not being threatened, but being very mm-hmm. aggressive and <laughs> getting the point across. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they basically said, don't fuck this up without saying, exactly. don't fuck this up. No, exactly. That's exactly what they said. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I mean, not just, I'm talking about like at least 20, 30 tweets of people sending me messages saying listen you better sweat the, they say it sweat that t-shirt you better sweat your shirt yeah because if you don't sweat your shirt then you don't deserve to be here and people saying oh this guy's coming from finland who is this guy why are you guys bringing this guy? like just a bunch of negative stuff right which is fine because i understand the magnitude of the club i understand that i'm not known there obviously um so that was how huge that club was growing up listening to my dad talked about this club because we, we support another club. Um, and not they weren't rivals, not direct rivals. But Do you want, do you want to say it or is it just... No, it's fine. Uh, Medellin is the, the, the club, okay. the city. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's Nacional is one of the clubs mm-hmm. and then there's Deportivo Independiente Medellin. Okay. So 
that's the club we support. And um, so, anyways, uh, so you know, always talking about the, these games and, and watching these games and huge Colombian players uh, that were on the national team currently in that moment and, and who have been on the national team have come through this club. So big club that with high expectations. Um, I finally get the time to to play uh, meaningful games and I'm playing regularly and I, and I look around because we had our senior keeper, the oldest keeper was like 33 or something at the time, great played for Nacional in, in Uruguay and Copa Libertadores. I think he got a touch of the Uruguay national team and like stuff like that. It's like great player. Another guy was like 27 or 28 at the time, something like that. And I was like 24. Um, so he was older than me and he had experience in Colombia. Great player as well. They're both injured. Oh, out with an injury not coming back like i have a good window of time to play guaranteed no matter no matter how bad i do right. i'm playing that's that was my yeah like that was it i'm like, good I'm so in. they it. need me yeah. <laughs> yeah right so it's, it's true too because yeah. it was funny because that guy got injured i'm playing and all of a sudden it's hey david how are you what's going on yeah from absolutely everyone from like the coach to the guy at the grocery store that used to look at me funny right you know like yeah, that yeah. Now everyone so, loves you. Yeah, so it's, you know, whatever. Now I'm playing. Played one game. Did well. Not as good as I wished, but I did good. The second game, another okay game. The third game, I like, I played great. I, it was one of my best games I think I can even remember. Mm. Um, enjoyed it. Everyone loved it. I was having I was having a good time. And then I got that, when I had gotten that call up. Sorry, I had gone in the call up the day, the day or two days before my fir- that, that first game I went in. And um, I'm in the, I'm sitting down in the in the change room, and I let a goal in, but it wasn't my fault or anything, so I wasn't upset about it. And um, but we tied one one, and I'm sitting down and I'm looking, you know, worried with a worried face on my uh, on me. And um, a great player, uh, Morantes is his name, but he was a great player, played on the national team for Colombia, number ten. So to play on number ten for Colombia is not easy. He comes up to me, and goes, "Hey man, don't worry about it. It's, we tied. We got a point. It's okay." I go, nah, man, I'm worried about the national team. Now I can't go, or now I'm going to have to figure something out. He's like, oh, okay, well, that's a problem. I call Benito, and I go, listen, I have an opportunity to play. Um, is there any way I can come into camp late? Right. And by late, I meant, like, two days late. He goes, no, nah, don't worry about it. You play, enjoy it. Um, when we have the opportunity to call you back, we'll call you back. Just enjoy it. We need, ex- we need you to get experience anyways. It's going to benefit us, this, this, and that cool man he understands we're great and I was, here i am speaking to him in spanish because he speak, obviously he speaks spanish and i right. speak pen so i'm like okay that's my connection whatever cool and then uh yeah man the next thing i know i don't get called which is it is that what it is sucks. right but what was great is that after so long of not getting called i did get called again yeah so i felt like i was still on their radar yeah i was still in there you know what i mean unfortunately after that i left i left the club and i didn't have a club for a while so understandably he's not gonna call me um but but yeah man i mean it was, it if was sam brano called you would you go of course i'll go cool. freaking the just janitor make, can just, call me just making boy. sure just making sure i'd love to go canada's the best man how difficult is that sort of um you know we often hear these stories of canadian players that they don't they don't get the respect internationally that that they might deserve mm-hmm. and you know, it's a long trip to come back to North America if you're playing in Finland or if you're playing in mm-hmm. England. And uh, having to make that choice between your club team and your country, how difficult is that? And is that is that a pattern that you sort of noticed? To be totally honest with you, I think it's a problem that uh, guys like myself haven't had to deal with. Because um, even if I did get called, I don't play for Besiktas or Deportivo La Coruña or 
or, or a team that's playing Champions League. I don't have to worry. I wouldn't have to worry. If I was playing in Finland, for example, I wouldn't have to worry about schedule. Oh. If I'm on the national team, I'm doing that club a favor, not the other way around. As a like a guy like Atiba, guys uh, should have an international call up. I have to go all the way to whatever, mm. Mexico. Yeah. Um, see you later. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The next week we have Champions League. Don't go. Then you have that decision to make. You know what? Yeah, he's, he's right. Especially if it's a friendly, right? Um, yeah, I don't think it's a problem that I've had to have. Or any guys at my level I've had to have. So um, I, I can't answer that. <laughs> All right, one last question. Just This is just a, you know, I know, I know my answer to this question. Do you think Canada's going to qualify for a World Cup in, like, the next 10 years? Well, we got 2026, so... Exactly. <laughs> so we're, I think we're get, yes. we're, I think if we get that we're guaranteed, right? So how about, how about maybe legit say hypothetically? No, no, I hope so. I yeah. think so. I mean, but I'll be honest with you. I've been saying that since I've started playing because right. I've honestly believed it, and it hasn't happened. But I think the setup is really difficult to deal with. Uh, I, I, what, from what I hear, what I've read, I'm, I'm quite active in in terms of the hex reading. is the devil, right? It's tough. The worst. But it's oh, also yes. tough for everybody. So it, it's kind of like if a team like Honduras. Sorry. If a country like Honduras... <laughs> what can I throw at him? Someone give me a carrot to throw at David for saying that a, word uh, in our how, room. How dare you? Hey, it's, it's, it's the honest truth. If a, a country as small as Honduras can I do know. it, yeah. then uh, Costa Rica, mind you, they, they're phenomenal players and they deserved it in their respective yeah. times, but it's because they have a league. Yeah. Like Guatemala's league, I'll be honest with you, there's certain things that aren't great about it, but they get it done. And because they get it done, it gives these people opportunities to play and they're going to continue to play and they're going to get better. If they're not in that league, they're somewhere better. But at the end of the day, at least they can go back to that league. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Marco Papa, for example. Yes. MLS player for since I was playing in the league. He's been, he was with Chicago Fire. He went to Colorado, uh, Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Right? He was everywhere. Now, so this past year, he went back to Municipal, the team that uh, actually I got to play with uh, the fish, uh, Carlos Ruiz. I was got to play against him. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. another story. <laughs> um, so I got to, so he played for his team or the team that he was on the year before. This is a guy who played MLS and he just went to Guatemala just to probably get another, just so he stayed active yeah. and probably go back to MLS next year or, or whatever, yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. And they'd be fools not to take him back too. So. Exactly. Great player has somewhere to play right. at the end of the day, right? If he didn't have Guatemala, where would he have gone? Who knows? All right. Anyways. All right. So we're gonna on, on that note, we're gonna do a little uh, cliffhanger here. We're gonna transition out of all David talk for the moment, <laughs> and we're gonna talk about some TFC stuff. gears from uh, all things david to toronto fc i know i know do we have to talk about this week we do have to talk about this week. <laughs> i know i'm sorry but let's go let's let's let's, let's just go fast okay. so we can forget that it happened all right well all right, then speed around get ready <laughs> get ready okay so intro for the montreal game so ugly game from toronto almost everything that could go wrong did go wrong however it was wildly entertaining to saint records Electrifying the crowd gave us hope. 
but ultimately could not overcome severe defensive lapses. Did I say severe with enough emphasis? No. Severe that defenses. There right we there. go. No. Um, an inability to control the midfield and just, you know what, a rough game by the Reds. Though it did feel familiar in a comfortable sort of way in the, oh, right, remember this? Remember this? Ugh. Doesn't this sort of feel like something we used to do all the time? It was really odd. There was like a brief moment where it was like, you don't want it to be bad again. You don't want them to lose. You want them to win. I wanted them to get every record they could get their hands on just because let's rub the league's nose in it. But for one night against our biggest rival to have like that ridiculous moment. Yeah. I was okay for a brief moment. Now I'm still angry, but I was like, I was like, I remember this. Yeah, it, there was a weird, there's a weird a wash of nostalgia. Yeah, like, there was like a warm blanket huh, of just, terrible like nostalgia. Six, seven seasons. It's almost like, guys, relax. Yeah. We're, we're still, we're <laughs> yeah. not there yet. I know. Yeah. No, no, no. It's just, it's, yeah. I'm not used to the success. That's what no, it that's is. But that's a oh, good yeah. reminder. It's like, yeah, exactly. I like I know, it, and I'm all for it, it because I, yeah. I kind of figure that the wheels, not the wheels are going to fall off, but if there's a time to hiccup, it's a great time to yeah, do it. Broken axle. Right. You're right. All right. Moment of the match. Anyone? Bueller? Moment uh, of the match? Like a yeah. Last goal of the game. Yeah? Yeah, uh, mostly because it felt like, holy shit, they're back in this. Because they were, it was 3 nothing, and then it was 3-1 just before halftime. And then it was the mental collapse to 5-1. And I thought, well, you know, people were going home. Understood. That's a that's a hell of a way to spend a Wednesday night. But then, you know, Toss got on his on his bike and scored two fabulous goals. And it's like and there was ten minutes left. After being down five one, and we could be in this. It's like it was, yeah, it was it an did. emotional like I'm I I can't leave for this. I actually tweeted a guy saying uh, oh, Tej, right. uh, this is for you. I said, uh, you know what? Just stay off of Twitter. Stay away from any th- sort of media, because he was one of the guys who left early and his little one. But like, if this comes back, he's going to hate himself for like the next two weeks, because that's crazy. Five one, and then hypothetically speaking, a tie. That's fucked up. Yeah. So yeah, at the third goal win is like, okay, this it's actually game on when it probably should never have ever been. Yeah. For a similar reason, I'm going to go with the Osorio goal right before halftime. It was ugly. It was befitting of mm-hmm. that game to have an ugly, ugly goal like that go in. But just sort of when that happened, it was sort of – it reminded me very much of the of the first leg of the semifinal or of the Eastern Conference final last year where the, the team came out slow. They got stung with those three goals. Mm-hmm. But then something – a flip sort of switched. Or, uh, yeah, I yeah. knew what you meant. Switch a switch was flipped. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Thanks and, for the uh, title. <laughs> for the episode. Thank you. God, I could help out. No worries. Um, and so it, it sort of felt like maybe maybe things were going to turn around. Now, of course, they come back out and give up a goal two minutes in, so that that put an end to that pretty prematurely. But the, it was a nice it was a nice halftime break. Looking forward to the second half. Yeah. Me? Sure, if you want. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, w- I want to say Toss's goal as well. Say it. I think cause just because because the, the way the way it happened, right? It was it's almost identical to the first one. And uh, mm-hmm. it was electrifying. Just watching that screen and seeing everyone just jump for joy. I think it was similar to, like you said, that, that semifinals where everyone mm-hmm. said, I don't care who's beside me. They're getting a hug. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Let's go for this. And, and unfortunately, it didn't happen. But it was that same feeling, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah no, for me, second second Ricketts goal just for, you know, it was quality goal. Uh, the moment it came in. And, yeah, just everyone, like, kind of like, wait, could this happen again? <laughs> you know, Duncan and I are like, 7-5, we're going to win 7-5. <laughs> Um, man of the match then 
Mine's is toss, so. Yeah, Ricketts. There's no question. Just to mix it up a little bit, I'm gonna go with the uh, the double wide wingback changes. Bringing on uh, bringing on Raheem Edwards and how is that and man Asler. of the match? Because you can have their mirror images of each other, so that's a single person, I suppose. What is he doing? Kristen, this is this is your rodeo. You gotta rope that shit. You in know the rules. Go. You've been on this show before. Since when have I followed the rules? Whenever I'm on man the show. Man, the match is man singular of the match, so dude, not a player swap. Somebody breaks the rules, she loses her shit, and then it's good for They're 10 my minutes. Rules. My point is, is that as soon as those two guys came on, the complexion of the game changed. Why isn't entirely. that your moment of the match? Or why don't you save that for Vanny tactics? That, what about Vanny uh, man of the match? Vanny man of the match? I don't think we're allowed to do that, Chris. Oh, 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 but you can. I'd be more inclined to let you have the coach. I, so I follow. Trying to help you. <laughs> we pick the opposition's players. Oh, don't even. <laughs> I selectively follow well, rules. You could here. You could you could give him a Canadian uh, the man of the match. There's, I'm, I'm all it. for it. Don't, I'm all for don't, it. Because no, sometimes they're just better him. than everybody else. It's happened. Oh, Jackson I'm, Hamel was clinical in front of that. Right? Yeah. Uh, are you going to really fight Jackson Hamel? You can't. You, you can't. said off recording nice yeah. things. You have to. You I have did. To. I said nice things about him in my preview, too. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to have anybody score against TFC, at least have be, let it be a Canadian. Which is what I said. All right. True. True, true. All right. But yeah, Toss gets man of the match for sure. All right. See, there you go. By the way, I got a jersey of his. If anybody wants to win it, go on. <laughs> Just throwing You're that mention in there. It later, we but definitely yeah, are. we're going to talk about this a lot. Is more. it easy to get a hold of? It is. You got to go to at GKPR Club. Uh, it's short for Goalkeeper Club. On the Twitters. On Twitter, on Instagram, um, and then follow the rules there. Check the post out of him uh, getting slid tackled by I don't know who, some guy from Seattle. Um, I, I forget his name. It's fine. Doesn't matter. Probably Ozzie Doesn't Ozzie matter. He's not That's from Toronto. Was my no, no, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. But uh, f- check out that picture. Check out the post. Read the instructions. And, and Are yeah, podcasters win. allowed to enter? Anybody can enter. We'll have links, people. So. We will yeah. have links. Lots the only people links. not allowed to win are the people in my family. But they're trying. <laughs> they're trying. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Vanny Tactics for this one, uh, you know, didn't have a lot of options considering he... You know, Seven Josier is still carrying Knox. Victor Vasquez is injured. Um, my only question really is why Jay Chapman didn't start in absence of Victor Vasquez. He's the natural replacement for him. Uh, Cooper. Oh, Armando Cooper. I, I, I don't want to not like you. I, I, it's, I don't enjoy it. We, I, Duncan might enjoy it, but I, I don't I enjoy, enjoy I enjoy it. I know, a little bit. My, okay, sometimes I do. Um, I, and I do get why he left him out there for the whole game. It was just like, you're just going to stay out there. Just, there you go. You get to run around some. I Yeah, no. This game is, no. You just, no, Armando, no, just stay. It's no, fine. You're good. You're good. Um, might as well keep other players fresh. But the, the, the lack of Chapman for Vasquez, I think, um, and then you mentioned Irwin versus Bono mm-hmm. for uh, the goalkeeper as being sort of like the missteps that, Threw off. Ooh, the goalkeeper is shaking his yes, head. Wait, we're going to David Monsalve first. Yes, reaction. Podcast, there is none. It's okay. Uh, our guest is shaking his head. No. So. Um. No, I just feel for a goalkeeper. It's tough, oh. man. It's it's a tough. It's tough both ways. Yeah. Having played for a while and then all of a sudden you get the switch, you're like, well, well what did I do wrong? Which I mean. I know. Um, yeah, I get that. And then, and then you can be uh, the guy coming in and saying, well, I haven't played in a while. It's t- it's gonna be tough to. To get back to the level that everyone remember, remembers me for, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Irwin's done well. Uh, you think about how, especially last year, how well he was doing, and uh, mm-hmm. then you go. And if, as a goalkeeper, you think to yourself, well, if I don't have the same game that people expect me to have, um, 
then it can be unsuccessful, even though it wouldn't be the worst game. But you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I nod my head because it's tough. It's uh, being The mental side of being a goalkeeper is not, not easy. That's for sure. I, I would not fight that. Yeah, no. Not for a second. I wouldn't want to be a keeper ever. No, I was a defender. That was I, enough. I, I was good. The last time I, the last time I played, I played any kind of keeper, and this is this is. I'm not trying to diminish what you do, but uh, it was like for a rec league. It was a rec league like pickup thing, and I was more exhausted being in net because I, I'm a big guy, so obviously they didn't think I could do anything else. <laughs> I was more exhausted from standing moving side to side trying to keep track of everything than running around. And I don't run, but I did. And fuck, I have nothing but love for keepers. You it's guys tough, are crazy. So, yeah, Appreciate I get that. It. I totally get that. I was just, you know, I just because I, I, I always sort of, sort of said my piece about mm. the vain tactics, but the keeper thing, yeah, like I I don't have the reflexes for that. I was a defender, though, and yeah. I love that. I was stayed home, get out of my way. I will hurt you, defender. It's going to be interesting to see. Sorry. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see what he does next game. Yeah. Because usually what happens is... Irwin played well on Saturday. The the regular, or who was supposed to be the regular starter, because I'm pretty sure Bono's played just as much, if not more, games than yeah. Irwin, right? He's, he's, he's the number right? one keeper now. So 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 you got your second keeper taking over the first spot. Then you finally... Per, maybe because... And I don't know. But this it happens where, you know, you, you see a difference in training, where one's better than the other. I'm not saying this is the case, but let's say this was a case where they felt like Irwin's better than, than Bono in training recently, and he's looking well good. So let's put him in a game. Especially now, it's a perfect excuse. Midweek game, you know, too much travel, all that stuff. You can let's just throw him in, see what he does. Let's say it would have gone very well for him. Yeah. What do you do then? I think that's a perfect excuse to go, okay, well, he's our number one now. Sorry, he did well. But in this case, it didn't go very well. Not just for him, but I think for everybody. Yeah. Because um, now I don't, I don't blame him for anything, but uh, it happens. So now what do you do? You go, well, let's put Bono back in because he was good. But then you go, wait. You just played against Montreal and had a not a very good game. It's kind of it's gonna be yeah. interesting. Yeah, so, like I, I don't I don't blame aside from that unfortunate howler mess where he kicked the ball into Piatti's back. It, even that's a tough one to yeah, print on the keeper, you know. Yeah, like it's gonna it's gonna happen and he's been playing like when Bono came in due to injury replacement, he had a nightmare of a game, but because he was still the number one the second game was improved, but still shaky. But then he just went from strength to strength. And he's been going strength. This is the first real blip he's had in a while. since those his first yeah. two MLS games. That is not true, but... Like, massive. I mean, massive, like... Still Tyler. not true, it's but anyway. It's going to be a Twitter loop vine on Sporf. You know, like, one of those things. But Four other, games ago? Five games ago? Either way. I Like, I don't... I don't He's done well. He's done. Yeah, he a, he's done been impressive well. in I've moments. Nice he's done. Yeah, him. he's done but impressive in moments. But as the tactics as a whole, like, yes, I don't know if it was focus. much Vanny's fault. I mean, he tried. No, like he tried, but like Zavaleta, who I feel is a, an absolute rock, had a brutal game. And again, he's due to have one because he's been playing so consistent. He's good. Yeah. So well, and Moore just couldn't clean up, which he normally does, and it just sometimes like. The back, the, the the fail saves fail, and this is what happens. And and unfortunately, Montreal was just picking him apart on counterattacks. There's that stupid shot from what's his face, and I want to punch in the face. Um, Donadell hated him so, so much. much, but it was a beautiful strike. Like there's some of those goals you couldn't stop, some of those goals you couldn't help, and then some of them he was just let down. So it was one of those days. It was a, yeah, it was just a mess, one and it was days. perfect time to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
I actually thought it was a weird way to set up in the sense that when you by not having Victor there and not replacing him with Chapman, uh, as you mentioned, Kristen, it sort of left a big gap there. Yeah. You had Osorio on one side and Cooper on the other and Toss up top. And there was just sort of this big hole in front of Marky and Michael. And that's where Montreal builds their attacks. They generate a lot of steam from there. So it felt a little bit like, you know, Greg, Greg is trying to try different things out. And, you know, we saw the, we saw the diamond midfield a couple of matches ago. You sort of want to have different looks that you can throw at teams heading into the playoffs, but it felt like a, a strange setup to give Montreal that space where they where they love to operate from. And then Greg even said it himself that uh, you know part of the reason part of the reason that I mentioned Raheem and Nicholas as as my man of the match was that Greg said himself that the thing that changed in the game was the guys realized that they had to use the wide space against Montreal and get crosses into the box. And when you have Toss up there who can leap. And you have Ben Spencer, who's a big boy up there. You had to you had to put Montreal center backs under pressure, yeah. and when they did, the game took on a totally different complexion. So it struck me as a strange way to set up. Agreed. All right, moving into the uh, T terrorist match. Hey. So oh, um, yeah. started out much better than Wednesday night, yeah. although boring perhaps. Yes, but they. nothing bad was happening. They Which were being scored yeah. on. They Nobody got injured catastrophically. Hey. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, we escaped the, the stadium yeah. without. A blown ACL. It's true, um, but yeah, they looked a lot more in control of the game, the, a lot more defensively sound. Although still a little, uh, little shaky, uh, missing, you know, half of their usual setup for the center. Which is a positive thing, I think. Where we're losing key, or we don't have key uh, ingredients, so for lack of a better word, uh, in the mix, and and yet it didn't look. As bad as Montreal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like well, just, said, Justin Morrow, oddly competent okay. center back, which... The whole four wing back selection is a little bit awkward, but I mean, you it's know... It's a new hey, formation. If you can do it, it's give a, it a try. It's a, it's a one, four, right? one, one, eight, one. Is yeah. that what it was? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so many midfielders. You know, so the first half, cautious affair, but this, it was the second half, and Lee win, and God damn it, like... I love that guy. So much. I, would like, take, I want to hate him. I would him. pluck him in a second, but... Oh, he's... Damn, he's so, so good. good. And it was off the bench. I know. And the, he was... The I mean, worst part was that you thought you were going to get out of the night Lee Win free so when I he totally wasn't in the did. lineup. Yeah, because he... No, because I, I knew he was we hurt. thought we were going to get it winless. Huh? Huh? Oh. Oh, terrible. Oh, terrible. <laughs> but... Like, I knew he was hurt was and... was winful and lost. <laughs> you know, when I saw that he was in the 11, I was like, yay. And I saw him on the bench. I was like, oh, come on. Like, that's not... That, <laughs> that's not that, fair. And now we realize what we're Oh, he's just brilliant to watch. And you knew it. You knew it. Like, I, you always look at Kai Kamara because Kai Kamara is dangerous and he loves to score against Toronto and he's obviously did. He just, I, oh, he's evil. Oh, I'm a fan of his, too. Great. He, he right. waved at us once. He did wave at us he once. Did, yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. At yeah, the, uh, the D-Row. Yeah, exactly. That's where I met him, actually. Actually, yeah. no, I met him before, but that's where we... We, we were giving what were, what were we giving him a chant for? I don't know, but he was, was it was it the he was heckling the ref because of a tackle that's and what then it he was, just started yeah. laughing. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, brilliant. And so he liked and he came up on his week off to play in this. Exactly, like, cool guy, man. I, yeah, cool guy. how do you how do and you? And he subbed himself like back on, which was delightful. That was funny yeah, too. Yeah. He got subbed off and then ran back out onto the pitch. It's like, oh, yeah, he needed to score. Anyway, so. <laughs> This, you know, this this game, you know, when when the defense switched off in the second half, um, especially on the second goal on Kamara's goal, you know, it was this was a much to me a much more frustrating game out of the two because this one felt it never felt completely beyond TFC's control. Mm-hmm. Even after Wynn's goal, which was 
stupidly annoying. Yeah. Um, they still, you know, they countered immediately. It still felt like there was an opportunity for them to take this. And then just to have that mental breakdown again, it was like, nah. Like, you can't, like, I thought the point was there. I don't know that I thought the win was there, but I thought the point was mm-hmm. there at least. But um, I, I, sorry, not to go interrupt. Ahead. Um, but to have so, so much success this year mm-hmm. and then have the exact opposite, it, it's gonna, it, I think it's going to build the champions that we need to, to build in order to, to get that championship, finally get it after. Yeah. Well, not, I'm going to say, oh, I guess finally, yeah. But I mean, because of what happened last year, I think everyone's expecting a championship or hoping for it at least. And, yeah. we, and we have the right to, I think, hope for it. But uh, too much success can be bad, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. you don't know what it is to lose. You don't know what it is to be falling behind. And to fa- yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, I think it's, like you said, a hiccup now is perfect time. Let's get over it. Let's ride that when we get the next win, ride that mm-hmm. into the playoffs and hopefully... All right, well, let's move to that you know? question then. Yeah. Blip, good for them to stumble now? Absolutely. David Monsalvi says I, yes. I mean, it was... As is Mark Hinkley. It was kind of like last season where they were... They were kind of... Was it brutal in August, September? And yes. then they turned around and just got from strength to strength to strength. And then... And we all saw it. It was a hell of a ride. I would go on that again. I gave five stars on Yelp. It was such a good thing. Like, it was, it was amazing. So, I mean, not to say that it's going to be the same momentum turner because that team was just different enough they were clearly underperforming and got their shit together whereas this team has had their shit together all season long <clears throat> so like yes if you're gonna if you're gonna start having i don't want to say mental breakdowns but if you're just gonna have off days mm-hmm. september's a great time to do that yeah. especially well, when you got what, and you're still in control more or less of the league they had a nice cushion to play with and and so i think if you look at the, both these matches, they were sort of reminders of, of things that you're going to have to face in the playoffs. It was a tricky away trip to an uncomfortable stadium. Mm-hmm. It was guys missing that you weren't necessarily planning on mm-hmm. having yeah. missing. It was, a, it was a nasty deflection that sort of... Oh, yeah. Like that, 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 that goal is something goal, you can't do. And same with a lot of the Montreal goals. Like Those are the sort of... They're, they're gut punches. They're, mm-hmm. they, they suck the air out of your sails. And mm-hmm. so how you react to those games, how you feel after conceding one of those goals is something... You, you can't really prepare for you just sort of have to ride through it well and to me this is like fuel for them now for the for the next month um all right moment of the match quickly first goal chatty people first goal just because you love that deflection lean lean win like just he was not on the pitch nothing has happened nothing has happened 81st minute comes in 83rd minute scores oh shit well what the hell so it was mostly just the fact that the guy i was most worried about wasn't in the starting 11, and then opened the account. Um, the Bradley ball that led to the Hassler goal. That was a glorious ball, it picking was. him out at the back post. And there's a tidy finish, too, and it actually counted, which is always <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh. um, I think I think the third goal, or the second goal for New England, just because uh, it was disappointing, but it was okay just only to lose by that much after a Montreal game that we just had. And on top of that, knowing that we have key key components missing to missing in the in the, on the team, so we're still okay. We're st- we weren't our worst. Yes. Mine was the Fair. disallowed goal, um, just because. No, it was exactly. It was so pretty. That sequence was beautiful. Great finish from Toss. But like it, it, it was like okay, right. So this is what they can do, and this is the sort of thing they can do early. And you have to remember when we're missing players, you can all still do this. And I thought. To me exactly. at the time, anyway, it was like a harbinger of what c- could happen in the match. It didn't, but it was really lovely to see them 
being patient, but also like setting something up like to that. respond from that Montreal match exactly. and sort of get back on the horse. Not looking for garbage thing. goals, yeah. looking for something. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. We still we we're good. We we're, know what and, we're about, and we can, we're going to we show you that yeah. we can do this. Yeah. Also, um, like last year, Hagland uh, came in and had a great last few games that, that really helped the team get to where they got to. Mm-hmm. And I think the experience the players are having that don't usually play that are having now that are playing now are, are getting that experience. It's only going to make them more comfortable for the time that they have to come in, like a Haglin did, yeah. and do well. Is going to be much. It's going to be easier to do after having this experience, especially losing experiences. You know, you know, you don't want to feel that again. Yeah. Um, coming in and playing and saying, you know what, I've done this before. I can do it. Let me let me see what I can. Especially in a, when it matters in a playoff game, or you know what I mean. For sure. Mm-hmm. Hope that uh, makes sense. Yeah. yeah totally. I think I think yeah. that's one of their major aims right now is get get as many guys as you can a taste of the pitch and get them taken exactly. over and get them matched. Not rely on Javinko every single time or Altidore or Bradley mm-hmm. to, to really push this team forward. A guy like Toss coming off the bench right. to score two three getting, goals yeah. and getting those huge. goals. Oh, yeah. those, are, those are huge, so I mm-hmm. think it's only going to help. All right, man of the match. Vasquez, he looks... I have two. <laughs> <laughs> Do they both play for TFC? Uh, yes. yes <laughs> Who's your first one? Uh, Hassler. I just think he's yeah, he's no. so lively. He comes in and he just, he just gives I, a different yeah, look like up that. that side, and he he's a constant threat, and he's so calm on the ball, and he's he's fit seamlessly into this team. Like yep. like he, the way he linked up with Ricketts in LA was mm-hmm. just unbelievable. Yeah, I think was it was nice. their first minutes together, and it was just like this innate understanding of how to how to tear up Ashley Cole, who's not an inexperienced defender. You know, Hassler has been a, just a sublime bit of business. Like I was trying to explain. I was trying to explain to somebody how, like, where they found him. It's like he was in the second division of the Swiss League. And, of course, the response from somebody who just doesn't know is like, well, why don't you just get everybody from the second division of the Swiss League? It's like, yeah, it's, it's more than that because we've done that before. Historically, you could look through the roster of people who've been on the team who had better pedigrees, who had better, uh, more Missed advanced up. experience. And just, <laughs> nobody, yeah. Oh, my God. He's, car- he's still a curse word to me. So watch your mouth, David. Like but yeah, like, bring he, up. He's the worst. But, yeah, but, but, he's but he was phenomenal. Off, like when you guys, sometimes this is what happens. Guys aren't great on, in games for whatever reason, or an injury, whatever it was. And then you watch him in training, and you're like, what is this guy? Yeah. It's from somewhere. And then you see him in the games, and a fan hates him. And you, you ask him why, and then you think about it, and you go, you know, I can understand why you don't like him. Because all he, we're seeing is this, and but you guys is, are seeing. He was awesome. Yeah, but anyways. But yeah, sorry. that's but that's but that's part of it too. And and it's like, all right, Lichtenstein's finest player, sure, whatever. And yeah, see, it's been seamless since he's arrived. Yeah. What's your second one? Oh. Clint. Yes, he's my first. He's my only man. I just think for a keeper to come in and, and hasn't played in so long and to step in and to look comfortable. He had that one moment where he sort of rushed off his line and looked a little, but neither but goal was his fault. Two. Solid. First no- half had at least two, actually three really important saves. Looked super sharp. Kept T.O. in the game. No, no, I was, he was my man of the match all the way through. I and, was really impressed And, you know, heaven play. forbid something were to happen to Bono, like you want to know that, that your other guy is just as ready yeah. to step in. And, and I is, think, obviously. you know, Clint made a name for him, you know, a, a case for himself to say. I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Remember, I was your number one keeper. I was your number one keeper at the beginning of the season. I'm over here. Yeah, I, I think, it, like, Irwin's entire career trajectory has just been, like, yeah, I'm still good. Like whatever happens, he he's is still good. still good. It's frustrating. You know, he, he was discarded. I still can't believe that Colorado. Colorado, I mean, I Colorado why, I, but, but yeah, Colorado, for Tim Howard, like, they, you 
that really you went for Tim Howard over like no disrespect to Tim Howard but oh no no disrespect Tim Howard please but like I'm happy to help you he may yell at you I don't but care Clint, Clint, Clint Irwin is just <laughs> no but Tim Howard is Tim Howard Tim Howard oh is Tim yeah Howard. no Tim I Howard, don't care Tim Howard's got come on he was Tim Howard you can't talk bad about Tim Howard no yes, what, I I'm can. Saying, what I'm saying is versus <laughs> it's her rules like you have <laughs> you're catching up um, you can come back you know. <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's not it's not so much about Tim Howard it's like. Clint Irwin's a per like exactly he's a top like five you, keeper. No, I think yeah. It's like why would you? I mean, I it's I can understand if you have a, a, an awkward goalkeeping situation, but Clint Irwin, like Clint Irwin, and they had McMath there too. It yeah, was sort of like and, also and, a very and, good keeper. Like, and I felt yeah. bad for McMath too. By the time he's had, how, a, he's had a he bad was, run, yeah, he's had such a bad run, it's but he was having does. a hell of a season too. Like it mm-hmm. was like. Go on, Zach, and then he, like you know, t- you know the the specter of Tim Howard was like behind him the whole first half of the season, and I felt horrible for him. I still do. I was like, dude, like you well, just can't catch a break. Atlanta United had the same situation. Yeah, just like, cannot Ryan catch Huzan a comes break. In and you're like, whoa, now I have to step down. He, the, the, I don't forget the goalkeeper's name from Atlanta. No uh, disrespect to him. Uh, caught no. Um, but he did, he did well. I remember watching Alex games and thinking, going, going to myself, oh, this guy, this guy's doing Kane. well. Yeah. Mm. But that's, that's goalkeeping for you. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the life you, of a it's keeper. Gonna, it's going to go well, whatever, but at the end of the day, somebody else comes in and is going to take your yeah, spot. It's a right place, right time situation. I mean, let's try, we've seen this in Toronto a so many times. A thousand times. times. Yeah. So many times. Of Every course. season, if there's been a goalkeeper switch, it's not because of poor play, it's because of injury. Yep. And they've lost their job to the guy who took Every it. Every time. And it's, yeah. Well, look at Greg Sutton, man. Whatever yeah. you got injured after goal, or during the Gold Cup, mm-hmm. comes back and, and Kenny's playing the rest of the season. Yeah. Sam Atabal yeah. is playing the rest of the season. It's that's my way of of, of uh, referring to everything or, or, or comparing it because that's my only reference. No, but right. that's, yeah, TFC that's, reference. That's, but that's but, part of it but I mean, it's it is it's it's a life of a goalkeeper. It's tough, man. It's sometimes it happens. And, and to be fair, it's a life of a player in general. The, mm-hmm. the only difference is you can pop in a player for ten minutes or five minutes, see at the end of the game, see yeah. what he's got. Yeah, and yeah. if you he, he shows well, that. yeah. We'll put the put the put the keeper in for half an hour. It never happens. No, that, it, it shouldn't happen. Yeah. You, you don't want to waste it on the keeper, especially if, if the keeper is going doing well. Um, but but yeah, it's tough, man. Goalkeeping sucks sometimes. <laughs> it's a life. All right. Said the goalkeeper. Fanny mm. tactics. I don't think we really need to get into it too deep. You know, he had half the team out for various injuries and did well with what horrible it had. turf. And we've talked a little bit about whether or not the subs could have been a bit different, but. It is what it is. Mm. Let's move on. Yay. All right. That was the week. One more thing on this week. Supporter oh. Shield. That was sort of the disappointing cherry on this <laughs> Sunday of badness. Uh, they missed their opportunity to win the Shield on the weekend after uh, NYC. Their Trump early time, opportunity right? to yeah. win the Shield. I think they've, they've pretty much won it already. Like, we, but we now, but now, but now it's not it. assuredly theirs. <laughs> there, is, there is a scenario in which Vancouver wins it and they don't. Which is horrible. It is the worst thing ever. Which is a good problem to have if you're a Canadian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess no. So. Of course it is. No. <laughs> Either Toronto or Vancouver. Mind you, no. I would, obviously, I want Toronto to win. Don't get me wrong. Whereas my Vancouver family is like, come back, Kristen. I'm but if we're losing to anybody, who do you want to lose to? Not Vancouver. Yeah. If I would rather. I mean, as I a would... Toronto fan, you're going to say that. But as a Canadian soccer fan... You're kind of so make a little space in your heart for Vancouver. It's so hard. I'd rather Vancouver than Montreal, to be honest yeah. with you. Fair. That's what All I was right. Yeah. Carl Robinson. 
Yeah, man. The there you, there you go. It's like half Toronto anyways. You know. Dave Rob, Edgar's from Toronto. Love Bravo. Stuart Kerr. Do you, see? You know. Yeah. He's see, basically from Toronto. See, Kristen's making her own argument. <laughs> she's still she's, talking. She's warming up to the idea. <laughs> <laughs> but let's, let's if my mom ever listened away. to this show, no. she'd be like, oh, good. Any day she'll move back and be a Whitecaps fan. No. <laughs> no. Um, so since they are not 100% assured to win the Shield now, which they're still going to, but should the awful happen and they don't, is this a valid argument that this has been a wasted season? No. No. Okay, just making sure that everyone's on the Sorry. right page. I realize, I realize that came I have out to as say these things. To you. I know. It I, 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 it's not a belief. It's, I, it's, like, it's my job to ask these questions. Anybody who's like fatalist about this, this has been a hell of a season. I know. I mean, they've racked up so many goals, and they've come from so many different players, and we've seen like. Vasquez, who was nobody on nobody's radar I unless you played Victor FIFA Vasquez. religiously or champ manager, you've never heard of him, and all of a sudden it's like, damn, he's good. Like you do he's that, great, he's like Hassler, same deal. But he was like, like, easy. like, yeah, Toss having this crazy season off the bench. Yeah. Like everybody, Again. it's this thing is this machine, and it's truly a machine is just rolling. If we don't win the supporters shield, that's okay. I want the MLS Cup. Mm-hmm. I want them. That's both. the one with the star that you get on the shirt. I want both of them. That'd be nice, huh? Uh, yeah. I want How many people gonna be lining league? up for that jersey? Oh, uh, yeah. First day's gonna be mess. I think the the one thing I would add to this is that I could see it possibly being a disappointment if we were looking at a team that was in a downward trajectory or a, or a club that was sort of you know if your stars were aging out of their prime mm-hmm. and sure. you were and worried about that's things. not the case here at all and like the team there there will be changes on the horizon that's the nature of it but I, I don't think we're seeing a team that's peaking and and heading back down no so. I've always I've always looked at this team as like a three to five year process and I, I think you I and your three to five year planning I like my three to five year plans thank you very much sure, be pleased. but be, because you know like last year or the year before was sort of like the start of this I've always said that they've been building to stuff and you want to have a team that wins consistently and performs at high levels consistently you know you don't want to say dynasty but you want you want that thing that carries over. You know, you lose a couple of players, you've got young players coming yeah. up. No one trophy places. is going to be the end-all, be-all. No, no, and it shouldn't be. I, think, I want to get a little deeper than that. I think the success of Toronto FC in recent years, or in last, more last year and this year, is going to contribute to, in years down the road, um, the national team. And I'll tell you why. Because so, going to that semifinal, or that Eastern Conference final last year, and seeing the, the excitement in kids was never seen before. People who know names and like kids will go to a soccer game because dad's going. Yeah. Now dad's going because the kids want to go. Right. Yeah. And that's the difference. And I think that's going to make a huge difference, at least in, in people's ambitions and, and knowing that it's possible. And the more people are dreaming of becoming footballers at, in a, on a serious note and actually believe it in their head, I think uh, the more quality players are going to come out of out of the city and out of the country in general. Right. So just to get a that's, little... Yeah, no, that's at it the hope. A, you know, yeah, no, that's not, great. Not Love to, that not as a perspective. Change, not to change sport, but I mean, the story of what Austin Matthews, you know, top draft pick from Phoenix, Arizona, the hockey hotbed of Phoenix, Arizona. And he fell in love with the game because he went to Phoenix Coyotes games. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. But like, but and that's Jonathan that's Osorio like in the stands, Toronto's you know, got, South like, End, right? Yeah. You know, like you, you, like, you playing oh, in rep leagues around here. Listen, I know, like I've known Jonathan. I remember Jonathan before he went to TFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've known him for my whole life because we're family friends. Um, I remember him calling me 
his parents actually talked to me. I ran to his parents at the mall, Bramley City Center, Brampton. <laughs> 2009, probably 10. David, uh, Jonathan's thinking of coming back from Uruguay. He needs a club. What do you like? What do you suggest he does? Boom. Here's an agent's number. Talk to him. Blah blah. Long story short, I didn't end up helping helping him out, but I remember the situation. And he ended up playing CSL for a year. Yeah. With Carm Masako, um, SC Toronto, and then not going on a not going with my agent at the time uh, on, an, on another situation he had for him to go trial for TFC because Danny had helped him out get a TFC a look from TFC and then. The next year he's a starter and, and doing well and, and absolutely killing it. Mm-hmm. So those are these are situations that if he wasn't that close or he didn't have TFC to aspire to, where would he be right now? Exactly. Yeah. But that's but that's part of it. Like like I only I only remember that because it's just such to me an absurdity wrapped in an absurdity. Mm-hmm. Like there's arguably a soccer culture in Toronto. Not not pro, I mean like in the sense that oh, for sure. now you know, tw- you know, ten, fifteen years ago, fifteen years ago, there wasn't. Really it didn't any- exist. It wasn't anything. It's just like you, you look at the posters on the wall that you have of you know your Juventuses, your Man Uniteds, your Bayern Munichs, and that's it. That's, that's it. all you've got. But now that you've Which seen is- it in your backyard, exactly, and it's electric. It's yeah. yeah. I have no doubt that in ten to fifteen years, we're going to see. Toronto, at least, anyway, is going to reap the benefit of an influx of just top talent. I'll give you another one, um, Vince Carter effect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look at yeah, Canada yeah, basketball that's, now. That's Look at Canada basketball now. It's yeah. huge. It's doing well. So good. Well, look at Steph Curry. He's, he he tells he tells us all the time. Because he, he went to. He, he, I used here. to go to. I used to go to. Yeah, I used to go to practice uh, with my dad, and 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 I'm playing one on one against Vince Carter. Like, yeah. And look who he is now. Like, yeah. Come on. Those are those are things that I think uh, we take for granted right now, but we'll see the effects of it yeah. if it continues. Obviously. Great. Yeah, it's all about planting the seeds and then sort of nurturing them yeah. along. Yeah. The way. Exactly. The nurturing is is important as well. Just right. as important. Serious question. Mm-hmm. It's literally a serious question. Um, not entirely, not MLS related, but I'm asking it from an MLS frame of mind. Um, this past weekend, there was the whole controversy with the NFL players um, via the president of the U.S. Um, you know, Colin Kaepernick started over a year ago kneeling during the anthem. So far, you know, a number of players either knelt this past weekend didn't come out for the anthem um or there was that linking arms thing at various games with owners and other players megan rapinoe is the only soccer player that you know we've seen do that Mm -hmm. at a professional level do you think we will see mls players do this or not um no one did on the weekend but i would i would hope so but i don't know if i had read some uh some uh that U.S. Soccer recently passed that it's mandatory for that for, for that's the for the national, national team. team. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. they've got that's not for MLS. I, although I'm sure they have MLS. I, I hope so because I think if there's one sport that's you know where you're getting twenty thousand people in the United States where most of the people would be pretty cool with it, it would be the soccer crowd. My one caveat to that though is sort of football players are on the sidelines; they're not on the field of play. Yeah. Whereas soccer players are there's a very sort of um, specific way that it's managed you know you do the handshakes you're lined up so i wouldn't be surprised if it's codified in some way that the players have to yeah have to do something that baseball player baseball players are out there as well he knelt during the anthem this weekend so i'm just throwing it out there as sort of like it's a little bit more of a uh of a structured of a structured sort of situation than than being on the sideline i think for me like like i would love to see it happen um like i don't 
actually I don't care. I don't stand for the American national anthem, and and I do for the Canadian national anthem. And maybe there's a little bit of a hypocrite for standing for one, not the other. But mine not mine not standing for the American national anthem was to support Colin Kaepernick. Like that was why I believe in what he was what he was trying to do and what he was saying, and then other issues aside. Um, but for soccer especially, and this is like anthems. Anthems at club games are weird anyway, no matter what sport. Like, it's just such a bizarre North American thing. Um, But, like, um, you know, country anthems, not team anthems. Well, it happens. The thing is, it happens. The only times it it gets annoying, it's here because you have to do two anthems. You have to do two anthems. So you're doing two anthems. In, in like, Colombia, for example, you're playing a game, you're doing one anthem, and everyone's happy, let's go. Right. But the thing is, especially in North American teams, or or just even actually in world football, um, like, there's so many players from so many different countries. Look at the flags behind us in the South End for the nationalities of the players mm-hmm. that are taking the pitch for TFC. Mm-hmm. And I realize we're playing two anthems because the teams play in those two countries, James. Mm-hmm. And I see, I see the look you're giving me. Just I had a different point. Oh dear gods, yeah. another one. But it's just, you know, to me, like you know, it, it, that's another reason for like, why are we doing the anthem thing? Like, if it's yeah. a, if it's a country game, absolutely, I'm happy. Like, I want to hear the Canadian national anthem. I want to sing it loudly, and I want to like hold my scarf up and get all pumped up for it. But for TFC games, I'm just like, like I sing, but I, I think not if, with a lot of heart. If if anyone's gonna beat Neil, it's gonna have to be an American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's so many non-Americans in the league that you know. Um, in order for them to participate or be a part of it, it's going to have to come from an American first. Yeah, sure. not to get too political. I think it's just that. Yeah, the no, bottom line point. is, if I was if I was there, I would not kneel just because I don't want to be. Yeah, I don't want it to be, be taken first. wrong. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to be the first just because. Oh, look at the Canadians disrespecting. Yeah. It'll become the Canadian disrespecting the American, American as opposed to the Canadian yeah. stand, helping or or helping the cause of an American. Yeah. You know? no, there, I totally get what you're saying. probably also a socioeconomic thing where soccer is not really. It's a, it comes out of a different. I don't know exactly how to put this, but it, it comes out of a different culture, yeah. different demographic, a different sort of... Or from every demographic. Really. Yeah. It's not... It's yeah. it's much more spread out than, than maybe some of this situation is. So. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the one thing I would say as a benefit towards national anthems, as much as it is sort of silly that we play them every single match, is th- there is something nice about having that sort of... You know, the, the lead-up to the game is sort of rambunctious. Everyone arrives at their own schedule, and everyone's talking, and everyone's yapping. It. And having that sort of brief pause before the action starts, it's a nice sort of... Uh, yeah, it's like a palate cleanser. There's sort league of anthems, everyone. though. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it, like it's it's just a nice pause. I have no idea, but... Well, right, if we Champions heard it more often. Yeah. We, <laughs> it basically is. It's very close. But, yeah. Yeah, like, and I agree. Like, there, I, I, like the, I like that there is something that sort of says, hey... Everyone, everyone, get off your phones and pay attention. Starting, but it doesn't have to be a national anthem. Focus back on Mr. Yes. Monsalve. He's like, yes. Can we please talk about me? <laughs> like seriously, how long are you people keeping it me here? It is all about him. That's right. It is. I mean, all right. So Red Bulls playing, fighting for their playoff lives. They're just clinging to the last spot. Uh, that loss to Columbus didn't help. They've got two games to play this week. Uh, Wednesday they host DCU, uh, which normally would be like, oh, there's their three points. But DC United trying. They're trying. They're- 
Good they're, for them. They're, they're trying to at least end the season on a positive note. They're not going to get anything, but, you know. And then they're here on the weekend. Uh, Bradley Ray Phillips, still a dangerous striker, even though both he and Seba have now fallen out of the Golden Boot race, really. Realistically. You know, there's still time, sure, but they're both out of the top five. Um, still in the top ten. And uh, even with the loss to the Cheesemakers last week, you know, BMO's still been a fortress for TFC and should have, we hope, unless James knows something different from training, all of the players back, James? We haven't had training since the game yet. Oh, they're not tomorrow? It's Monday. Yeah, we'll be up there tomorrow. Damn it. Immediate and their tight lippedness. Anyway. I, I have no secret information with which to share. Damn it! Sounds like a secret to me. He's he's our official media personage that comes on here. <laughs> yeah, adds credibility. It does. <laughs> All those backslashes in WWWs and whatnot. <laughs> All right, player to watch for this one. I you know what I've been kind of digging Daniel Royer. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's mine too. Uh, n- nifty little pickup, and you know the eleven of goals from the midfield don't hurt. I know it's disgusting. So like, yeah, who, it's, who do you think you are? Uh, for, for such a weird season that they're having, he's been like the, oh, oh, kind of moment for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Bradley Ray Phillips will, will always kind of be an unfortunate threat, but he's kind of the spark that they need. So, yeah, it's watching him screw everything up. Hopefully not. I'm going with Gonzalo Veron. I'm half kidding and I'm half not. Intriguing. Show your work. I know he's an excellent yeah. player and he just hasn't quite broken through in the league yet. And with guys like that, takes time they're just they're they're one moment of brilliance away from doing some damage what's a what's a guy that's at dallas or went to dallas uh was that portland argentinian guy oh or rudy Max rudy, rudy. Yeah. yeah he's one of those examples yeah right? it, it took him he didn't look great in toronto well his yeah. whole 37 minutes yeah, yeah. Wow. there you go he had his 37 minutes there you go and then <laughs> killed he was killing yeah. it recently right yeah <clears throat> he's a hell of a pickup um, and then my backup sort of was that was Colin, of course, because he's such it's a... always entertaining. Yeah, I wanted to pick him, but I'm watching him because he's going to cause shit, not because he's going to actually exactly. do things. He's going to throw a punch at somebody when no one's And looking. not get red carded. Yeah, rabbit punch, you know. Yeah, it is. hate that guy. Yeah, he's good. Good heel. Good Ugh. Guy. All right. <laughs> Vane Tactics. I don't think anyone would disagree that he has to go starting, you know, his, 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 his preferred 11 as long as everyone is healthy. Who's in goal? Ooh. That is a good question. I think it's probably Bono, even though I would love to see it be Irwin for one more game. It's a tough one. I you you kind of want to get Alex back in there as quickly as possible after mm-hmm. that Montreal game, just so it doesn't linger in the back of his yep, mind. Yeah, that maybe he's being punished, but... At the same time, it'd be nice to give Clint a couple of matches to sort of get his play. feet under him. I you think, think, you think he'll go Clint? I mean, I don't know, honestly, but I hope so. I, I mean, not even I hope so. I don't Alex really care. Back yeah, for the rematch he, against Montreal the week yeah. later, right? Or well, two that's, weeks later. That's always a little dicey, too. Yeah, right? that's true. <laughs> Traumatized. So, yeah, I mean, like, and they have that big, there's a big gap there. Yeah, that two-week the international gap. international yeah. break in October, so it's it's a little tricky. There's some TFC 2 games if they feel like being adventurous, but yeah, who knows? That's a good call. I certainly wouldn't want to be the one to pick, mostly because I've always preferred... Erwin over Bono in the in, Me too. in the debate. Um, I just not this. Uh, granted, like my opinion of Bono has skyrocketed compared to when the when when Erwin when was healthy. When this all started, like, yeah, it's a really good problem to have right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's an amazing problem to have, yeah. and I don't think there's a cor- incorrect answer. But if I had to choose one, it would be fifty-one percent of me says Erwin to forty-nine. Like, there's no wrong answer. Yeah. Yeah. But Irwin, I think Erwin deserves another run out even if he's not the guy to go 
onto onto the postseason. But I do. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I think he played for a reason last game, and I, I don't think he did bad enough. I think he did well. So because he didn't do bad, I think there's no excuse to not yeah leave him in there. Mm-hmm. No, and I think it'll, I think I think you're right. I think yeah. that'll be the that'll be sort of the thing to watch. You know, yes, whether all the injured or lower yeah. body tightness. Which everyone there's is There's a lot of tightness from. going on. There's right. a lot of tightness yeah. in the lower it's body a, at TFC season, right now. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, you know, there is that two-week gap, but I still think as close to that normal first 11. I don't think you're rushing anybody back at this point in the no. year. Like, if guys are feeling it a little bit, you give them that extra time. But if guys are back, they're back. Yeah. You the know? only thing you want to rush is them to them be healthy enough to give them – few minutes here and there yeah so yeah. they so they ease into match fitness ease into that oh yeah like even if josie likes even if josie subs on in that game yeah. you know and you, you know what and, and, I, I, and, and i like i like josie as a sub i always have i've been saying this for three years now even though of course he makes too much money to not yeah, be a he's sub such but a, he's such a unique player he that, is like whether he starts or whether he comes though. off he, the defense just doesn't quite know exactly what how to do to, with him yeah all right predictions I think there. I think the bounce back is going to happen. It may not be spectacular, but I think two ones reasonable for Toronto. I'm, I'm thinking very similarly. It's going to be a TFC win, but it'll be it'll be tight. It'll be a little nervous after the last two. I said three one. I'm I'm feeling like they're going to be feeling their oats a bit, kind of like all right, all right, let's put this week behind us. You know, either BWP or or Royal get the get the one goal and then. Veron. There you go. I think it's going to be uh, one nil Toronto. I think Ooh, they're going to be very cautious. Close game. I after, like it. After you know, after a couple not so good games, they're going to be not looking to make any mistakes, and then they're going to attack when they get the chance. Not when, not necessarily at their own. Uh, uh, what do you call it? With their own free will. All right, I like it. All right, that's enough MLS TFC stuff. Back to David. Something we've um, we've talked about, sort of come up a couple times already mm-hmm. tonight, uh, is the Canadian Premier League. Yes, so, you know, you know, you've left, you know, you left Toronto, MLS in general. You played all over the world. You know, you've played for various Canadian teams, um, both uh, in MLS and NASL, and then, you know. The upcoming Canadian Premier League, you know, that's going to launch hopefully next year, possibly the, yeah. the year after. Sort of looking back on, you know, you've talked about sort of like how important it's going to be for the future. But before we sort of look forward, like looking at your career, you know, we talked about, you know, your desire to play in Canada. Like if there had been a proper league here, you know, you would have stayed. Yeah. Like you wouldn't have gone anywhere, probably. I mean, depending uh, on opportunities. Uh, no, other than I, I, I think the goal was always to go to Europe, right? Yeah. Um, but I think it goes with the fact that. It's a top level, uh, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you would have asked Americans that question before 95, I think right. that's when it started, right? Yeah. Uh, so pre-World Cup, 94 World Cup, you ask Americans, where do you want to do when you, where do you want to go to play soccer? They're not going to say, I'm going to sure. Los Angeles. Or Los I'm Angeles. Gonna, I'm going to play some indoor soccer. Yeah, yeah. or I'm going to go play yeah. for Syracuse yeah. Silver right. Knights. Yeah. Um, anyways, so, and even up until recently, I think the pre pre uh, David Beckham era, 
um, I think they still would have said Europe. And now I think it's a 50-50 where some will go, I want to go to Europe because that's, that's always been their dream. Mm-hmm. And others are like, you know what? No, I want to win that MLS Cup. I want to beat so-and-so's record or whatever his case is, right? Um, so, no, I don't think I would have not I would have necessarily stayed home. But I think it gives us the opportunity to make that jump easier. Sure. And also give us the opportunity to be seen um, in, a, in a, an environment we're comfortable with. And, and you mm-hmm. know, I think I perform best when I think anybody performs best when they're comfortable. And so when you're playing at home, you're in front of family and friends. And, and that's and that's the, f- the, the first opportunity you have to play pro. I think that you're only going to do the best you possibly can. So I think this is an opportunity to be able to be seen at the, our best level at the moment. It's much like you were saying about Guatemala. It's, a, it's about giving people the platform and the chances to play and to exactly. get reps in. And 100%. And uh, be in a professional environment. and There you go. You don't go from uh, one day sitting on a bench or, or sitting at home at a, at a table and saying, you know what, I'm going to be an MLS uh, player tomorrow. I tried and that. It doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I still try. <laughs> but, uh, I think you got a better shot than I did. Yeah, well, I hope so. Um, so, no, it doesn't just happen overnight. And that, that platform is extremely important. And not only for the guys just starting up, for this, the guys that need that, that whatever, for whatever reason, that half a year, or, or, yeah, it doesn't go well and they need a place to play, or a personal issue that you have to be home for. You want to be close to home. Mother's yeah. sick. Uh, grandmother's sick. Whatever, your son's starting school, so you want him to start at, uh, close to home. Some stability. Yeah. Whatever it is. I think Marco Papa is a perfect example yeah. having to go back to Guatemala to play for Municipal after playing home so many years in the States. It, it gives him the opportunity to to work on what he needs to work on to continue his career. So you've, you've, you've said a couple times, you've made reference, you know, we, we've even asked you throughout tonight, tonight whether or not, you know, you still want to play in MLS or, you know, you clearly want to still be an active player. Um, an active goalkeeper, not just a coach, which we're going to talk about in like three minutes, I swear. Um, <laughs> five minutes. Five. Five. Know he knows me. Five. Uh, but like, is this, if MLS doesn't happen for you, is the CPL something you want to be involved in as a player? Like if someone said, came to you, you know, you got a phone call from one of the teams, hey, David, like we have a starting spot for you. Come play for us. Of course. Um, Listen, I want to play in the high... If Barcelona called me, I'm there tomorrow. I'm right. there yesterday. Um, but, you know, what you want and what's going to... And the reality of the situation isn't isn't always the same. Um, so, I mean, if MLS comes knocking, great. If they don't, you know what? I, I think I'm still good enough to play at a, a good level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I feel good. I, I'm young enough, I feel. and, and um, Yeah, you're crazy young for a keeper, actually. I'm 29 in December. So, yeah. yeah so. I mean, I'm not. Still got yeah. a good decade. Ahead. Yeah, I, I that's what I'm saying. So. Like, yeah. you have a lot of time the, the left in your is, career. Yeah, you use, that as, you use guys like Buffon and stuff like that as reference, right? But they've, they've been in a situation where they're able to be at a high level. So by the time they're 40... They can still play, not necessarily at Juve or at these big clubs, but they're still playing, still active, and they're and they're essentially at that at that point in their career giving back to to whatever whoever's around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my idea. I, I, if I don't get to play at, a, at the highest level, I, I intend to play at the highest level in Canada, and that being the CPS, the CPL, um, giving back from what little experience I do have, modest as it is, I think it's still something kids guys younger than me can learn from um, oh gosh absolutely and that not only from my experiences I, I think i've i've been lucky enough to be surrounded about around people who've done well in football as canadians um and and their experiences how they have helped me 
that can help me help others. Yeah, if that makes sense. For I think sure. I think uh, I do. These guys I do find it very phenomenal. interesting how professional sports are one of those places where we still sort of have apprenticeships, where you still sort of have guys who have been there and done it and take young guys under their wings and sort of help yeah. them along. Yeah, no, it's great, man. I, and I always mention guys like Julian de Guzman, Dwayne de Rosario, guys who were when you didn't know them were these figures that you were totally unapproachable. You didn't, but you get to meet them and they're like just they're just another guy which is awesome they're very approachable and i don't mean that in a disrespectful way just another guy in the sense that they're very approachable but you knew they weren't just a, just any other guy but the fact that they acted like they were it was or, or they, they they give that vibe off it's awesome you talk to them about whatever yeah. situation it is whether it's on or off the field mm-hmm. and these guys are guys that you know they lead by example they, they're phenomenal players great people and uh, you know you want nothing but to be the way I feel about them, I want people to feel about me coming up. And and although I don't, I didn't have the experiences that they've had or, or the accolades that they've uh, achieved. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Thank you've, you very you've much. Had different accolades, though. Like no, you, exactly. It's not like you've you've had some really good success in your I career. I appreciate it. And so that's the idea, right? To give back to to anybody and everybody is willing to listen. Well, and that's what we're going to talk about next. So you're back. You are back in Toronto, which is great. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Back. Thank you. Thank you. Starting an adventure, the goalkeeper club, yeah. and. You know, throughout your playing career, you've worked on your coaching badges and yes. you have, you know, looked to, to mentor other players and mm-hmm. certainly learned from keepers that are above you. And, you know, you've talked about the need for, you know, a void, you know, a void that's there that needs to be filled in order to help grow, you know, goalkeeper culture, for lack of a better phrase. But really, yeah, really. you know, yeah. um, perfect. So you've started this, you know, goalkeeping school. So, yeah. So it's, it's something that I have not just started i think i just only just made it official um because i'm looking to be back because i want to play in the cpl because i want to be a little bit more settled Uh, i wanted to have something that i can one call my own and two uh feel good about um and that's the idea like i said give back uh obviously growing up being a keeper first of all is is very difficult and for many reasons but one of the main reasons is that you're you're often neglected you're often put to the side hey here's a wall throw the ball at the wall and catch it and, and when we're ready for you we'll call you in mm-hmm. and when they're ready for you it's 100 mile an hour shots and there's no time to warm up if you have nobody else around to help you out and you can't ask a player because they're involved with the players so you often have especially as a kid mom or dad or or just taking taking yeah, shots exactly. just like throwing, like, and they don't know what to do so yeah. it's like yeah, it almost makes you worse it's an afterthought sort of situation so yes exactly so um the idea is to get, go back to these communities where I played, uh, grew up playing in, in the Spanish leagues, um, North York area, to be more specific. Uh, I'm going to be doing training sessions out of the, the La Liga indoor facility. Um, nice. It's in Finch, uh, Finch and Dufferin area, to be exact, 1107 Finch Avenue West. Um, that's where we'll be doing, I'll be doing a, a free clinic, a one-day clinic. Um, Kind of just going through the basics of uh, of goalkeeping, the fundamentals of, of goalkeeping, and, and hoping that these kids get a base uh, of of good fundamentals, great technique, um, so that the day the day they decide to take it more serious, or to continue to take it serious, they have these fundamentals to now take onto their club, or their provincial team, or their national team, or, or or their academy, or whatever it is they decide to do, or even if they just want to do it for fun and just want to be great at it. Um, that's my idea is to kind of give them that, that, that basis and that fundamental, those fundamental techniques you need to know in order to, to take it to the next level. Um, it's, again, it's going to be free. It's on October 1st. It's at the La Liga Indoor Facility. What, um, what time? 5 p.m. 
on Sunday, October 1st at La Liga Indoor Soccer. And that's your open house for this, That's right? the open house. Again, the idea is to get everybody interested enough to come back uh, at a reduced cost. I know that it's, especially in that area, uh, at least that's the way I grew up. Uh, we didn't necessarily have all the money in the world to be spending on an extra extracurricular. So not just soccer, but then goalkeeper specific training. Soccer, exactly. Yeah. Uh, goalkeeper specific training. Um, so at a reduced sort of at a reduced price, uh, trying to get it as, as reduced as possible, um, with help of sponsors. So if anybody wants to come and sponsor, uh, I'm all ears. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we want to have the open house, have everybody there, enjoy the the, the situation, enjoy the environment, and, and hopefully come back at a reduced price and and and, uh, and get to uh, learn from from myself and other and other goalkeeper coaches uh, that I'll have around that uh, have a wealth of experience to to pass on. Is there an age? Limit for this? Um, for this we're, we're really open to it. Obviously, we want kids that are able to pay attention. We don't want no three-year-olds running around or two. I mean, it's not to, a yes, yeah. exactly. It's it's something we want to take serious. So anything from six and up. Um, again, uh, the idea is to have kids that are, are that enjoy it, mm-hmm. but want to take it that much more serious. Um, so six six and up, five p.m. October first at uh, La Liga Indoor Soccer. Nice, James. How old are you? Me? <laughs> I'm pushing six, so I might be able Sweet. to come. Oh, right. listen, man, you're, we're, we're, we're there. We'll be there. Fantastic. Okay. Also, sorry to get to no, continue. Yeah, that. no, absolutely. We're gonna be uh, giving away uh, to St. Ricketts jersey. Woo-hoo. Beautiful white long sleeve, toss Ricketts on the back, number yeah. eighty-seven. I've seen it on your Instagram. Angle Beautiful. I got Instagram. I got mad that he gave me that one because I was like, I want this one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I saw him last week. He signed it for me at Kia, and um, yeah. Great to see that he scored f- four goals in the last three games now, I guess. But at the time, four goals in two games. Very excited to have him uh, support what, what I'm trying to do and, and help us out with that jersey. Um, the way to win it is to get on that Instagram, get on that Twitter, find the post of uh, Toss on it, um, it with the instructions on it. You have to follow us. You have to lay, uh, tag a couple people, like that post, and, and then you, you're entered to win. You can do it as much times as you want, and, and, and we're going to enter you that many times. And then uh, let the best person or the luckiest person win. This is, uh, again, it's, it's sort of like a beginner's program. Um, the idea, again, is to just, just get them ready for the next step. Now, if they are at that next step, again, you can contact me through my Instagram, my Twitter, all that stuff. Or David Montalva at gkprclub.com. Um, that's the email. The website will be up soon, just so you just don't go check that out yet. Um, <laughs> but they can contact me through that. They want uh, personal training. I, like, I mean... I, like I told you guys off air, I'm gonna. I've been doing this for a while in terms of coaching and stuff, and mm-hmm. um, it's gonna something I'm always gonna do. But my main focus is is trying to get try to give back to the community any way I can, and this is uh, I think uh, the best way, the most appropriate way for me to give back uh, to the community. I, I, I owe a lot to, to be honest with you. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah it's hugely great. important. It is it, like it's a needed skill, but also it's just always great to see you know Canadian players you know, top level players come back to be involved in the community and that sort of thing. So it's the best. And I think, uh, the community, the, the football community in, in, in Toronto, especially, I can only speak for Toronto cause I haven't lived anywhere else really, um, really, really close knit and really, um, eager to give back guys like Jonathan, the Guzman who has his own, uh, camps that he does during the winter when he's here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, guys like Julian, who luckily and fortunate for him, well deserved is coaching uh, at a professional level and and it's given back in in a way that we all want to yeah. uh, one day so um again d- sorry i didn't mention dero dero has his own academy marco retta running woodbridge 
you know, I can go on and on of these guys. Chris Bosniak at TFC2. Yeah. Guys that are all involved in soccer uh, locally that have got, have done big things. And, and I think, uh, listen, I'm just, I'm not doing anything new. I just hope to do it in a way that people remember me. Like, like the guys I just mentioned uh, mm -hmm. do. It always strikes me that goalkeepers have the best drills. It always drills? looks like they're having fun up there, man. They're always leaping around, we jumping do. up and down. And stuff it's like tough that. work, but man, it's yeah. fun. It, it's yeah, it's it's amazing, man. And then, what can I say? It's what I love to do, and and, and uh, to know that kids are gonna come to me that that enjoy it just as much. I think um, it's the least I can do, you know, yeah. give back in that way and 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 share moments that that one day they'll never forget. You know what I mean? That's it's, I never had that growing up. I had the Toronto Links and. And, and as much as as much as it, it gave me motivation because yeah. it's all I knew, it's not TFC, man. No. Yeah. And TFC is TFC, and it's it's a whole new monster, and it's huge. And 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 although I haven't been a part of it for a while, I think it's an experience that uh, kids could appreciate. It. I mean, that's the number one thing people ask me about. Hey, you play for TFC? Cool. And then they go, so you play for TFC's academy? I go, no, 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 I play for their first team kids right mm -hmm. they go wow and then they you know start asking questions and they ask you when i go how old are you go yeah there's they say 12 okay well when you're two years old I, i'll claim for them <laughs> cool things like that right yeah, and yeah. things that they'll, they'll never forget i hope and and things that i i wish i had growing up absolutely like passing that on is is massively important just just it's fostering the culture of being a player being yeah. a responsible player not responsible in the sense of of you know how you conduct yourself but like you are pouring yourself back into the system yeah in let's be honest a place where there's a void for it like, like exactly keep like keeper expertise you feel responsible exactly if i if i went into uh if i finished my career and i started going into the workforce and i had nothing to do with 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 soccer i think it would be a waste of the years that i've had of, of experience mm -hmm. listen the argument could be made my career wasn't the best <laughs> which is fine but it got to a point where i was around the best yeah yeah and because of that i think i have a lot to share not just because of that but with that that's a huge part again i mention these guys all the time mm -hmm. julian jonathan Dwayne, all these guys have uh, danny uh have done so much for the culture in toronto for the football that i want to be a part of that and that's the same thing i talk about going to cpl mm -hmm. i want to be a part of cpl because I know what it's like to start and play for for a new team or a new or a new team within a, a relatively new league, really. Because mm. before uh, before Beckham, who really cared about MLS, arguably. True. Um, well, and TFC saved MLS. So. Yes, there you go. So I mean, to be something like that, right off the bat, it's it's I think it's very important. And one day, hope to be a part of the Canadian Hall of Fame in soccer, yeah. one way or another. And and I think it's something that. Many people don't think about, but I, I do almost every day of my life. I want to be a major part of soccer in this country more than I have been, and 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 I want to continue to for it to be bigger and better. Mm -hmm. That's a, it's admirable. My lifetime it, goal. That's great. No, and, <laughs> I, and I think that's a great way to to, to start. You yeah. know, I, like to anybody who thinks like anybody who wouldn't say to your face, obviously, that your career has been less than stellar. I'm sorry. A Canadian kid making a living being a footballer is hard. Yeah, it's difficult. Like, I'm not. I'm. I have no pro experience. I know that surprises you, but really, like, that I know, right? I, I know. know. We say this to him every week. But, we just don't understand it. But, but like, you figure with it, like the number of jobs that are out there, the number of players that this country produces, and how many of them actually have those jobs, it's staggeringly low given how many players there are. 
and and having to go overseas, like you said before MLS, that was your that's your only option. Yeah, and stop. and Canadian kids, like I've heard enough stories of Canadian kids who literally just go out on their own at 16, 17, 18 because yeah. somebody's interested and this is what I want to do. So I'm going to make the sacrifice. I'm leaving my friends, my family behind. I'm going to be in this small town in Germany, small town in yeah. England, small town in Scotland, just just slugging it out. Just chase the dream. Yeah, just exactly. chase the dream. That's what, it, uh, that's what we and do the, mostly, right? Yeah. And the fact that you are 28 years old and you're a professional goalkeeper, still. Thank you. No, no, I appreciate no, it. And, and Anybody who says otherwise, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate it. And I think that's, that's the... That's the end goal, right? I mean, the C, it goes it goes hand in hand with everything. It's it, the CPL is is what we want to push. It's what we want to happen, and something like this, you guys would have a regular job because you're not only just talking about TFC, Montreal, Vancouver, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's or the men's national team. It's CPL all over the place, and let's say it gets to the point where it's 20 teams. You guys, everybody would have a job, whether you're a coach, whether you work in media, whether you work uh, uh, as a kit man, whether you work as a stadium uh, manager, whatever it is, there's so many jobs to be had. And, mm-hmm. and I think, um, yeah, that's the goalkeeper coach. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Wink, wink. Yes. Um, <laughs> nudge, nudge. Player yeah, coach. Exactly. Player coach. Player, whoa, even great. Yeah. Even better. Um, these are things that we all want to strive for. We don't want that, 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 that uh, dream to be so distant. We mm-hmm. want it to be close to home and fresh all the time. It is a sport that sort of gets into your bones, eh? It's yeah. Oh, it's man. I mean, I don't, my, my son's two and a half years old, and I've never forced him to kick a ball. And this kid loves kicking the ball. He's lefty, so... <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm giving everybody a heads up. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm hoping, at least. Then, Brian, are you listening? You need to capture exactly. this child. And, he, and he's not going to be a keeper, because you can't, can't left the left... You can't <laughs> waste the left foot around. I don't keep Sorry, Kenny Stamatopoulos. I hear left-footed center backs are highly sought yes, after these days. Left-footed anything's highly yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, no. So, again, let's... My, my goal with this... Uh, my goalkeeper club is the official name of it. Uh, short form GKPR. That's... Everything I'm wearing today. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, it's it's again GKPR club uh, uh, on every tw- and Twitter and, and, and Instagram. That's the end goal. Set these guys up for an attainable dream because it's now attainable uh, for more people than it was before. And and I'm really passionate about that. And, and I hope everybody else listening is and, and listens up. Come out. It's a free a free session for your son or daughter. Or yourself if you're under 18 <laughs> or tell 16, your probably. Oh, shucks. Tell, 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 <laughs> tell everyone again, free session, 5 p.m. La Liga indoor uh, soccer facility on uh, Finch. It's 1107 Finch Avenue West, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see. Yeah. Yep, 1107 Finch Avenue West, North York, Finch and Dufferin area. So come out if you don't want to. Um, if you don't want to necessarily participate or have anybody else, you don't have anybody to participate. Come out and just uh, watch the session. Sign up for the jersey on Instagram or, or Twitter and, and see if you win it. We're going to do it live uh, after the training session there. So it's going to be fresh. Everyone's going to be around. And, and yeah, uh, live on Instagram, we'll be doing it. So nice. come, win, cool. come win the jersey, all you TFC fans, or at least follow me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. It has been so great to have you here. You, you have no idea. Like, I appreciate you guys. You've been, thank you. Uh, People like you keep everything going. Well, we love it. 75 and Toronto goalies. <laughs> that season is just yes, <laughs> but no, you know, it's, it's game, very cool to have you. Here. The same, walking in Toronto Wonderland. Yeah, <laughs> you know, 
yeah, no, it's it's been super fun to have you on and really exciting to hear what's happening with you and, mm-hmm. and with Goalkeeper Club and hopefully, you know, CPL or, 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 or other, you know, continue on your playing career mm-hmm. because we'd love to see you continue to play. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much, man. Uh, and so thank you for, like, Appreciate a great it. show. It's, it's a bit of a long show. No, it's fun. Sorry. It's cool. It's all good. <laughs> but, yes, yay. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, so that is our show for this week. Uh, I know, I know. You guys got off easy last week. It was the tech show. It took you like six seconds to read. So, you know, back to regular. We were busy. Whatever, abandoners. I had to write the show, literally type out the show last Get out week. of here. Oh, no, it, no. It was a mess. It was a mess. You should have got a robot voice to read that. That would have been kind of awesome. He has all the sound effects. Oh, good for you. Fine. I had enough to do. Anyway, <laughs> join us next week when we look back at a hopeful win against the energy drinks a possible clinching of the supporter shield a hopeful clinching of the first round playoff by because dear gods that's more important than almost anything right now and look forward to canada el salvador exactly yes thank you for did you want to do that this is our show uh i've been joined by usual as usual to my right uh at kitner mark on the twitters with a k not a q mr mark hinkley i hope you really do enjoy those cards Definitely. Pride and joy. <laughs> uh, super sub from MLS backslash tilde ampersand dollar sign Toronto FC underscore soccer.com. Mr. James Grossi at Grossi on the Twitters. Uh, pleasure as always. Thank you. Our very, very special guest. Uh, it's awesome to have you here. Former TFC player, former Canadian men's national team player, uh, Mr. David Monsalve. Thank you, guys. Yay. Been a great, big, at, huge uh, pleasure. At David A. Monsalve on the Twitters, and then also, of course, the New Venture Goalkeeper Club at GKPR Club on Twitter and on Instagram. Yes. Give it a listen. I mean, give it a listen. Oh, my God. Give it a follow. It uh, you can win a jersey signed by Toss St. Ricketts. Yes. Please check out the open house on October 1st at La Liga Club. Uh, La Liga. La, La Liga Soccer uh, Facility at uh, 1107. Finch Avenue West. Okay. Yes, 5 p.m. October awesome. 1st. And then I have been your host, Kristen Knowles, at KZ Knowles on the internet. Yes, the entire internet. And until next week, Toronto, get used to it. post everything okay sounds sure. good and if there's a link whatnot just yeah give to her i'll put it up with the show cool yeah and, uh, and one more question i'm, I'm gonna try not to swear oh my god no swear, awesome. that. swear at will i'm gonna be swear. i'm gonna be we, swearing we swear a lot i'm gonna be swearing i'm not gonna say at you but with you yeah yeah cool yeah shortly yeah. after you get introduced you'll see <laughs> oh no, no i no, try no. not to swear which is but. well because he's trying to be professional it has, that, well, that's what i'm gonna try <laughs> to do right no no people I try people, but people are always like just blame it on them Kristen, <laughs> you swear so much. I was like, do I? And then I listen to the shows. I'm like, yeah, I'm the worst one out of all of them. Are you really? Are you really? I used to be. I'm better now. That's because I've restrained I have, myself. I have, I have. You've grown in swearing. Yeah. You used to be like the shy, quiet Clean. one with no swearing. <laughs> with no swearing. Oh, with no swearing. 
Okay. Shy and quiet. Not really. That's not my jam. I was the one who would be like, Kristen! What the fuck? And I'd be like, whoops. Sorry. Nah, it's funny, man. I have a two-year-old. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That's uh, yeah, yeah. Do not play it for them. So he's starting. He's starting to hear what we say. Trying to repeat what we say. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's so funny, but it's it's hard to not let them know it's funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you don't want them to be encouraged. Exactly. But when they repeat it and it makes sense, you're like, whoa! What are you you doing? Yeah. 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 It's funny, man. It's great. Be careful in grocery stores. Because that's when they like to do it, apparently. Oh, it's, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My dad used to always say, because I couldn't take you shopping. Mothers wanted to lynch me. <laughs> my little three-year-old, beautiful little girl, swearing like a sailor. And I was like, oh, it's not my fault. And, uh, oh, and then oddly enough, I actually, my, my only, the only goalkeeper shirt I own is over there right now. And who's it? Uh, it's, it's nobody's. I don't have any, no, anyone's names. Ah. So, so I know a guy who presses jerseys, just so you know. Really? Monsalve is a popular name. That's it's a good name. <laughs> it fits nicely on it's the back not, of a shirt. It's actually not very popular, but... It fits good on the back of a shirt, you know, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah it fills in the space nicely. Hey, listen. All I, right, it's good I, to know. I appreciate your own marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. Well, if we could just adopt, like, a random song from the 80s as a club anthem. Like Bohemian just, Rhapsody like or Bohemian something? Like Bohemian Rhapsody. Play that. Mind you, that's way too long, even though I love it. Yeah, that's But, like, that could be your palate cleanser because that's what happens in a lot of clubs overseas. Yeah. Like, that's the palate cleanser. That's oh, how they're playing. They're playing. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact. Queen's my favorite band. Yes! <laughs> you always get to come on the show. Oh, first. Tony's going to be pissed. Give him salvi supports. Yes! It's our closing music is Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. We yeah. have, uh, I'll, send, I'll send you the video of us singing it in the stands. Yeah, oh. we, 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 we tried. We, legitimately we did try, try we, we to had make it. success for making the club anthem. You have yeah. all the lights off and just the focus on you guys? No. Oh, no, no, no. no, no, no that would have been no, great. No, it was a, we were in the stands singing it because this is when it was like really hopeless and sad. It's like, is this the real life? Is this fantasy? It just fits perfectly with it. And, and, whether, and when you win or lose, it fits. It, no matter what. So we actually, at one point in time, we had a good chunk Yeah, of we had about a thousand people singing it at once. Yeah. No way. Oh, yeah, we have video of the it. The whole song. That's awesome. hard to do, man. Yeah. Uh, the you, whole song? Oh, the whole song. The whole song. Oh, we, we don't do half measures. Oh, so. I like it. Yeah, yeah I will I, like I will it. send it to you. Cool. We will release you back into the wild shortly. We pr- we're sorry. <laughs> tell, tell, tell your wife we're sorry. It's all good. All right. I tell my wife we're sorry all the time. She weak. <laughs> she in the parking lot? Yep. I keep telling her she can come up here and read. I know. She can, like, she can, like hang out in my room and have a nap if she wants. She, she did tell me once that the reason why she doesn't come in is because she hears us talking. She's going to interject, and she does not want That's to why I will I will lock her in my room. I mean, she can hang out in Get my room. Get her a mic. Get her a mic. Yeah. <laughs> she, it's, it's weird. She's not, she's not, she's not it's a It's like the ball. commentary track on the Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's not a little box in the bottom. But, but every once in a while, like, she pays attention God, to the games. And, and says really insightful she things. She says very good things. She like, does. She doesn't, she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to be dragged into this world because I drag her to enough games. Her word is drag, not mine. But yeah, like Offer I, I get shares it. Shares in the company, and then you're cool. No, 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 we're <laughs> arguing over Ross's percentage. That's not happening. Can I get in or what? <laughs> no, we'll talk. Very low buy-in. You got yeah. a nickel. We'll make change. I'll, I'll bring <laughs> chips next next week. Yeah. I'll bring a bag of chips. Ladies and gentlemen, David will saw you next week. <laughs> <laughs> God, no. can, can I just say can I add one more thing yeah, yeah. I think you're allowed. every at least you guys should make a logo for every MLS club's nickname energy drinks and so on <laughs> cheese, oh, cheese the, makers the, the tea terrorists we've, we've that'd done, be amazing we've, we've we've had a couple ideas there was a there was a blog that we used to do called the Yorkies 
Oh yeah, and I remember. You know what? Ah, ah, I was one of them. Tony no, was the other guy. You know what? So we we had. Um, I didn't want to use the MLS logo, so I made a fake one for every single one of them, and it was the Montreal fromage. And oh, and, awesome! And show me, please. Oh. What's going on? Yes, do it. Oh, do it. Who, yeah. who, who else deserves to get these? By oh, David? if you would like them, they are yours. What is going on? This is a what joke thing that I this did. This is the most brilliant joke thing. Um, so this is from what season? 2012? 2011? Uh, yeah, 2011, 2012. So it was a bad joke that went out of control, and this was it's the product. A brilliant joke. And so... And you, but you can have the, the box and everything, yeah. too, clearly. So I don't know if you collect terrible soccer cards, but I made a set of terrible soccer cards. Are you going to keep these? Yeah. Absolutely. The backs are where the comedy is. Okay, um, okay let's see this. Because um, oh. the, the, the write-ups are all, like, schlocky, silly, jokey stuff. Uh, in that set, you will find one sandwich, three D-rows, and I forget what the other thing was. Oh, oh God, what is the other thing? And the cheerleaders the, from Columbus. The, yeah, the cheerleaders from Columbus. So, really? Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> just, <laughs> no, just, they're all in one. Yeah. It's not... Oh. But, uh, uh, yeah, it was it was a terrible joke. So, um, yeah, so there's been a couple iterations. The current iterations that we use are all NA, old, old NASL logos. logos. Guys, I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to like some of these comments, eh? Yeah. Some of these guys are my friends. Yeah, look, we know. Look, That's all right. It wasn't anything it's done personal. With love. We didn't know you then. And yeah, my it was... boy. Look at these guys. Yeah, if you get Jules to sign that, it'll be one of a kind. Oh, my God. <laughs> Take a picture of it, and I'll be jealous forever. That's funny, man. But, uh, Holy. yeah, yeah. So, uh, Ashton. Oh, oh wow. Ashton. Matt. Yeah. Milos. Holy. Look at these guys. Yeah, right? so we oh, did yeah. the entire Toronto team, and then we just did a bunch of selects from the rest of the league. Where's Andy Euro right now? I have no idea. Lost track I think of him. He's in NASL. Is he? Is he really? Guy, by the way. I thought he was back in England. He's back in England. Hold on, I'll look. Daniel Henry. Oh, Daniel. Yeah, some of the. <sighs> I would say most of the Toronto ones were favorable. I don't unless there was one like somebody like a total heel like, not missed a level, but because nobody's missed a level. But this is cool, man. Yeah. So like. Um, Chad Marshall was the guy doing the attack on, on top. That's oh, it. Is. You're right. Yo, <laughs> oh, you had like 10 Dwayne Rosario ones. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> that was the joke because that was the season he did the... Uh, uh, and then he got yep. brushed away for nothing for like three used sandwiches and a deflated soccer ball. Mm -hmm. And then he went on to, what was it, uh, D.C. where he won the cup and league MVP. Anti Jazik. Holy. Got names coming out of yeah, my yeah. Well, Anti Jazik in the Golden Cavs. The highest Cavs, man. Every time I see Great him. Great guy, too, man. Oh. I, had to, I had to put Halifax's best export ever. <laughs> Is he from Halifax? I think so. King of Donaire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get out of here. No, yeah. yeah. I had no idea he was from Halifax. Yeah. I swear he was from Toronto. I thought he was from Toronto. <laughs> Uh, my my personal favorite is Teal Bunbury because um, the entire bio is about his dad. This one's got to be a good one. Sorry, but this one's got to be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read it yet, but it's good. It's I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so um, enjoy, laugh. Thanks, man. Burn them afterwards if Appreciate you like. Appreciate it. Uh, if you'd like yeah. a, a box to put them back in. To, to, to port them by all means. Cool, um, man. Yeah. Sorry, whose cat is this? What oh, is? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the cat. It's the cat. Yeah, Nick Sulzma's cat. That's Nick yeah. Is that what it is? It's supposed to be. It's supposed we, to we, be. Didn't, we didn't honestly have his oh, pictures, cat. This is going to be a great one, too. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, yeah. See. yeah, he didn't die, but we liked him. Yep. At, at there's, there's the cheerleaders. There's the cheerleaders. Probably going to be my favorite one. <laughs> and the and, uh, checklist and everything. Yeah, see, oh, I was, yeah. I was, oh, a, I like I was a, yeah. a hockey card kid. And I always hated opening that up and getting the fucking checklist. Like, that's a waste! So I had to throw that in for my own sanity yeah, of growing up as a child. Thank you. So, yeah. Thanks, this is guys. Amazing.
thank you for giving them. Yes. I hope you enjoy them. I was great, like, man. I was like, oh my god, wait! If there's anyone here that oh will appreciate god. it, now I can it's... actually say a TFC player has these cards. Awesome. Mm -hmm. oh, there you go. That's amazing. Too bad I'm not in it. Sorry, man. It's cool. It's okay. Next yeah, edition. Yeah, well, yeah. Next edition. <laughs> you have to. Um, you have lane. to put him in the header graphic we'll make a, now. A 15th anniversary. To, What's that? What's going yeah. on there? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't pick the heads. Holy! Somebody gathered them all, and I just put it together. So talk to Tony. We'll Tony's not here. We can blame him, right? We'll fix that. Right? Okay. Awesome. Um, <laughs> all right. Oh, Andy Iro retired. Ah, oh, there it is. Stevenage really? and. Uh, he's a young man well, still. I know. Yeah, yeah, he's. Wow. I had, it's another guy, by the way. I went to, on loan to Columbus Crew for a sec. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm. So that's another... That was a cool part of it. You read, uh, you, you tend to uh, meet a lot of cool people. Yeah. And then they come to Toronto. Eric Avila <laughs> was at... Uh, Avi! He was at... No, he was at uh, Dallas when I met him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then he came right. over here. So in his first couple of days, he was hanging out with me. I was trying to show him around and stuff. Yeah. And then Plata, I still talked to him. Like, just, you know, it's oh, cool, ciao. man. It's, Good night, friend. The Twitter. Yeah, great guy. <laughs> Forever known for that. Yeah, and those goals against you know Dallas and stuff. But whatever. Yeah. Um, all right. 